0: yo, this is The Corner of the Circle. Nice little podcast with me, your host, L.S. McLean. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a nosy person. People are nosy. They want to know stories. They want to know what's going on in other people's lives. And, yo, I am absolutely no exception. So sit back, relax, and let's just chill for a little bit. This is The Corner of the Circle. So uh, we're here. I don't even know if I want to like, call this a podcast. Uh, basically, we are... I don't even know the, the, I don't know, the the, the 10 emos uh, trying to get a crack in. or to try to get this, uh, this emo list going. Um, so we'll just go down the line, man. We'll just start with Alan. Introduce yourself where you're from, and uh, we'll get it going from there, man. So Alan, you're right, brother. Right.
1: Um, Alan from Rhode Island, and uh, I guess this year I'll be uh, 37 yep. for this.
0: Yo! Welcome, Alan. At 37 seven, emo kids. Let's go. Uh, next up, we're going to have. Uh, well, let's go, Christine. You're up. You're up next.
2: All right. Um, my name is Christine. I'll be twenty seven this year. Um, I'm from Toronto. I live in Southern California at the moment.
0: The moment. Okay, <laughs> Jordan. Man, we have my man Jordan up next. Hey. Uh
3: yeah, the name is Jordan. I'm 30 years old and I'm from New Hampshire.
0: Oh, we got a young buck in the house. What up Jordan from New Hampshire? 30 yep. years old. I Everybody's rock. young buck to you, bro.
4: To
0: All right. Next name Master Zemo. We have the man named the legend Mr. JP Price.
5: What's up, JP from Kansas City and I'm 35. Yo, Chiefs.
0: But, uh, dude, that is so cute. Yeah. These little youngsters. Everybody's just sipping on Similac. Speaking of which, Paolo. Paolo's up next.
6: Hey,
7: uh, I'm Paulo. I'm 31. Paolo. And I'm from San Antonio, Texas.
0: First of all, I know y'all heard how he tried to make his voice deeper when he got to him. Hey. Hey. What are you talking about? Hello. Hello. This is my voice. <laughs> next up, we have... We have uh, Rocky. Hi. I'm Rocky. 34. <laughs> Texas.
6: Hi.
0: <laughs> oh, Jesus. And we have uh, Josh. Josh, you up next. Go for it.
8: What's up? I'm Josh from New Braunfels, Texas also, and I am 24. That's cute. Yeah,
4: <laughs> Damn, that Texas.
6: Oh, the
0: fuck.
6: We're rolling deep today.
7: <laughs> We're rolling super deep.
0: You and we awesome. have... um. Alyssa will join us when she joins us, and, and she'll she'll speak on when she speaks. Uh, we have Tina. Hi, Tina. I'm 33, and
9: I'm from Los Angeles.
0: Oh, man, you I got to all have huh? myself I'm playing 41 years old, years young. Um, <laughs> I remember <laughs> when I created an Emo back in the day. I <laughs> <laughs> actually call it emotional. Uh, you guys don't know that because you're too young. <laughs>
4: So
0: so basically, what's going to happen is this, ma'am. We are going to go down the list. Everyone was uh, instructed to do their top eight emo slash primo songs. And so we actually made a full playlist. Um, and so while we won't probably talk about each one of the eight songs that we chose, everyone's going to get an opportunity to speak on why you know, they chose the songs they chose and which ones, can, I guess, impact them the most at this point. Um, if you hear something in the background, it's no one farting, it's no one burping, that's Jordan's little dog doing its thing. Um, <laughs> Fringies, Fringies, Fringies do what they do. Prinkies do exactly what they do. I have one myself. So we are going to start up with uh, the woman herself, Miss Christine. She's going to uh, give us a few of her songs and why huh? she chose Adam to this emo God. playlist.
2: Um, so, I mean, I don't really have, like, a very heavy attachment to a lot of the songs that I chose. I started listening to that style of music when I was, like, I want to say, like, 13. Mm
10: -hmm.
2: Um, And it was actually a friend of mine that introduced me to Brand New. Um, And I feel like that album, which I think I added two songs from, um, The Devil and God Are Raging Inside Me, was probably, like... I I feel like that album saved my life. As weird as that, like, it sounds like cliche or, you know, emo or whatever to say something like that. But, um, I was going through a lot when I was a kid and, um, and I feel like that album took me out of a lot of really dark places. So it's something that I still go back to even after all of my different, like musical escapades and stuff over the years. And kind of sad that they're gone as a group now, um, but yeah, and then um, I feel like the artist from first to last was super underrated as one of those right. kind of groups. Um, so I, I included something off of one of their older albums there too, the Dear Diary angst album. <laughs> Always a classic. Oh, okay. but yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's a good album. It, it's super good. And I feel like even some of the filler songs are, are super good on it. Um, musical tracks are really good the lyrics are like interesting and different um and uh yeah i feel like those those really stood out um i added a yellow card song even though i didn't really like yeah them at all. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> i never really liked them um but the song empty apartment i think um was a song that one of my brothers introduced me to as a kid, and I feel like I really attached to it because it was like, um, I I don't know, like we, we, growing up we were my parents were super super strict on what we allowed to listen to and all that kind of stuff. So right. whenever I got shown some sort of different song or artist, I tend to like latch onto it and just repeatedly listen to it because that's all I had to listen to, and yeah, so. um my my whole like emo phase of music didn't last as long because I started to get more into like hardcore right. and like heavier stuff. Um, but yeah.
0: So of um, all of those, I saw that. Uh, I mean, I'll pick out one of my personal favorites that I saw here um, with you, Christine. I I'm not mad at Dear Tragedy. Is there a particular reason why? you chose Dear Tragedy by Bayside? Because, I mean, I don't know, a, a lot of people sleep, as far as I, I know, a lot of people sleep on Bayside in terms of being an emo band. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think of the time they actually came into the emo scene. Is there a reason why you chose that particular song, or it's just, it was just one that you just really gravitated to? particular.
2: Uh, I think, <laughs> actually, one of the reasons I chose that song was because Devotion and Desire, I think you added that one.
0: You're dang right, I do. Was that you? <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, so uh, I was gonna add that one, but since it was obviously stolen from me, um, I kind of went down the line, but I, I did enjoy that album. I wasn't even really sure. I mean, I guess they are kind of emo. I wasn't really sure actually if it was considered in that, that line or like that genre, um, But but yeah.
0: I'm with that. I'm with that for real. For real. All
2: right. All right.
0: Next question. This is for you, Christine. Next question. <laughs> are you gonna stay? or Are you gonna go? Because if you gotta go, you gotta go. Shit.
2: What, what, time, what time is it? I don't know. Ten. Uh Let's uh, see. Is it past seven?
0: You. you, you, you can yeah, You can stay as long as you want. If you gotta dip out, you gotta dip out. No worries. I,
2: yeah, I I really want to say that. I can stay, but <laughs> I got to be responsible.
0: Who does that? Being an adult, who does that?
2: Yeah, okay well,
0: hey, listen. Lame. Thank you very much for being a part of this.
2: Of course. I'm sorry I
0: added 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 songs. You're your, your dope five minutes in your two or three songs. I appreciate it very much. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Hey, hey. All right. Next up, we have the man, the myth, the legend, one of the strongest dudes to ever touch a bar. That's for sure. Um, the heaviest twerk that I've ever seen with over 1,000 pounds on his back, Mr. J.P. Price. He's going to be giving us his list and, uh, and his whys to the songs. And, uh, J.P., it's your floor, brother.
4: I'm stoked.
5: Uh, you know, we talked about I'm a little bit more into hardcore for sure, but this was a gateway. You know, everybody. This is
0: definitely a gateway drug. Not everybody that
5: (laughs) loves hardcore loves Emo. Right. But not everybody who loves Emo loves hardcore either. Facts. I guess what was the saying I made up? (laughs) It was uh, everybody who loves hardcore that doesn't like Five Finger Death Punch likes Emo.
6: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true.
5: Yeah.
6: It's
4: true, though. Oh, my
5: God. So, my list. I don't have like a ton of attachment to a lot of these songs. I was just in college when this was going down, so I know LS. You were already like thirty when this was popular, but
0: oh my god, I'm about to murder you in your <laughs> sleep. Keep it up, oh cool, <laughs> man! I was you were already retired when all this music came out. It's crazy. I was getting, I was already cashing my four hundred one k at that time. <laughs> <laughs> AARP, right on the
4: corner.
0: Hey, this is a great
5: time to get into hardcore Uh, when I was like 2002 to 2006. Right. Everybody was touring a ton. Gas was cheap. And then they were a security guard. So I got into every show for free because my friends promoted them. And then I would just work security for them. Um, First one I had was uh, Under Oath, Reinventing Your Exit, which I still rock at the gym. Like It hits plenty hard for me all the time. Um, and I actually had to decide between that one and Long Way Down.
6: Oh.
4: Yeah.
5: So I went with Reinventing Your Exit. I really liked that album. Um, I actually got into yeah. hardcore and punk and everything by uh, Christian Hardcore and Punk. And so oh. I've got a couple of Christian influenced bands on here because one of my first experiences with hardcore and emo was Cornerstone Festival.
0: Dang, cornerstone, uh, dude! What's oh? Like, I gotta find it. Keep talking. I'm about to pull in a list and get my Google no, on. Right he like that. So, uh, yes. Then the next one
5: spot like for uh, something corporate. Jack's mannequin. Anything? Andrew McMahon. Oh my
9: god, that takes me back. Jack's mannequin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: hey, no. Here's the thing. When you just said JP, when you say Jack's mannequin, I. I don't know how y'all screens are, but, but I, like, but Alan's up, at, he's like in my the top left of my screen, and as you said Jack's mannequin, dude. He just started doing one of these, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny, man. I think, like, I don't know, like, there's there's, there's certain bands, like, you hear the name, you're like, oh my god, I forgot about them. And honestly, I, I, again, I might be the only one that, that that feels this way, and I apologize if I am the only one that feels this way, but I feel like. As far as emo slash scream, uh, Screamo slash punk, I'm just gonna loop all three uh kind of in the same. The Christian versions are not that far off from the mainstream versions. If if you know, like I'm 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 googling a band right now that I, I just forget what I forget the name. I just yeah. I'm gonna figure it out though, but please keep continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait yeah, before, before
9: you before you go ahead, you know that the singer of Something Corporate, Jack's Mannequin, whatever, he wound up getting diagnosed with leukemia in like 2005, and he got diagnosed with that the day that he finished one of his albums?
0: The
5: Glass Passenger.
0: Good at, bro. It's uh, the goosebumps, boy. <laughs> saying,
5: I saw Something Corporate twice. One was at Warped Tour in 2002. And then one was at the Granada in Lawrence, Kansas, like in 2003 or four, And he lit the piano on fire and danced on it. What? <laughs> um, anyway, I used to have a Rolling Rock shirt that said Piano Rock and said Jack's Mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> so, um anyway, I love Something Corporate uh, because I didn't want to go Jack's Mannequin. It was too soft. Um, so I went with Hurricane from Something Corporate.
4: Nice.
5: Um, very close. Somebody else put a Something Corporate song on there. I love them. Uh, I put Trust Company, Downfall. Dude, yes. That's like a band you'll forget about for six years, and then you'll put it on and enjoy it just as much as the first time you heard it. Um, and that whole CD slaps. and All the songs sound the same, but it's still great. Yeah, um, Trust Company. It's one word, Trust Company. Um, Emery, Walls.
7: Dude, yes. Ooh.
5: So I love this song. I actually saw Emery a couple times, and one of them was All Acoustic on my birthday. And it was all by uh, by just lights. And it's worth saying for anybody watching or listening that we made a deal that we couldn't do any acoustic. So that's. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or else there would have been a lot of acoustic
7: <laughs> for another day.
9: Yeah, that's where mine was. I was like, all right, there goes half my list.
7: Yeah, same.
5: Uh, Car Underwater by Armor for Sleep, which I still listen to like every three days.
7: <laughs> every three days.
5: Uh, yeah. yeah. It's on a couple of playlists. Uh, Get Well Soon by Reggie and the Full Effect.
9: Oh, my uh, God. I haven't heard I haven't that
5: name. Haven't. Yeah, well, <laughs> me too. And, like, and Reggie and the Full Effect is one of those bands, and I don't care who you are or how much you like them, every time I listen to them, I only like this song. There's just some bands where you only like one song, and you love it, but the rest of it's shit, and this is one of them. So anyway, mm-hmm. I love this song, but I don't like Reggie and the Full Effect very much. Um <laughs> Island by the starting line.
0: love no, um, starting line, man.
5: Just if it was 75 degrees out and the sun's shining, it's like what better song to roll down the windows of the truck to and uh, dank test some energy drinks you won't like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and the last one because I stuck to the rules. Um, <laughs> Head Automatica, Beating Heart Baby
7: dude. Yes.
5: So oh, that one I didn't put on here and then I switched it because somebody else put on something else I wanted to. But LS and I have a mutual best friend, Jessica Smith, who loves that song. And uh, so I was like, man, I got to put that song on <laughs> so no many vibes than me in a car.
7: Did That's anyone play with jaw?
5: Oh, loved- my God.
4: I did. Yeah, I didn't.
5: Okay. Really- I
4: did it. it no.
5: Again, Glassville is a band where I didn't like very many of their songs. Uh, but I love Siberian Kiss. Yeah. I drove yeah, a 1972 man. Challenger that was root beer brown in high school. <laughs> <in> that <Harold laughs> AW
4: brown. <laughs> like,
0: what color is that, yeah. Sarsaparilla?
4: <laughs> it's the <laughs>
0: what color is that, RC?
4: <laughs> that <It's> RC. <laughs> and
7: that Sam's Club
0: brand, you
4: know. <laughs> I've,
7: I've got that mug. All
5: right. Alan, you're up, man. Er, LS, did you have a question for me? I kind of talk too much.
0: I no. My question for you, JP. Um <clears throat> the one the one that okay, this is one that, that I mean I I do always have questions about because a lot of people sleep on Emory. Like yeah. it's it's either I don't know. At least, as far as as far as I'm concerned, and again, I'll, I'll say that a lot. As far as I'm concerned, I noticed like the Emory fans are either completely right. For real, Paulo, that's what we're doing right now. What I'm listening. fool's <laughs> eating snacks. Don't <laughs> wear my M and
7: Ms, LS.
0: Just talk. This <laughs> is behavior. Anyway, um, like I said, like uh, I've noticed with Emory fans, either you're like all in with them, or like it's just like nothing, like. I'll be, i be honest. I'm kind of a nothing with them, but I mean, I respect what they've done. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like I—I uh, I don't know, like what is that particular band? Because, like I said, man, I not a lot of people. A lot, a lot of people know them, but not a lot of people are like, "Dude, every
8: yes."
5: Like, yeah. why?
0: What? What drew you toward uh, toward like that particular band?
5: Well, I think their crowd is like real stout that way about their music because of the Christian ties to the band. Right. Um, But I just liked because they were one of the earlier bands that I heard that was mixing styles, but they just didn't do it as well as what I eventually really liked. You know? Yeah. The lead singer's voice, just like real sweet, you know? Yeah. Some of the yelling, but it seems well placed. He's got a, you know, kind of a sing songy voice sometimes, which is like really catchy. And uh, not all their songs are great. Not all their CDs are great, but they have enough good ones that, you know, (laughs) I went through the list and I was like, What's a band that I feel like people don't know that they should know? And I was, oh they should know this one, so I picked oh that God. one instead of just doing another song by the Used, which I love the Used. But you're gonna hear, "Dude, it I
0: love you, dude." Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I'm with that. I'm with that. And then I'll ask. I'll ask one more. I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I have a a million, but like, okay, because I wasn't able to put them on there because I just couldn't find room to put them on there, and I couldn't justify. I just I, I felt like I just felt like. There's a couple bands that needed to get some shine, but the starting line, yeah, bro, oh, I I rock the starting line so heavy. Uh, the starting line is another one of those that are like, bro, the starting line, like they're they're borderline. You know what I'm saying? Like they're almost. I feel like they're almost, almost a progressive punk rather than really like emo slash screamo. But they just, I feel like the the, the era that they came in, like it's, all, like it's almost like they were coming in as like. I don't know, like, Emo, emo slash emo kind of had waves, you know what I'm saying, when it was popping. And I feel like the starting line like, came in right when it was like, kind of at the bottom. So Like, yeah. like, like when your your mainstays that were killing the game over and over and over and over, while they were still, you know, they had already pretty much developed a cult following, the starting line kind of came in you know, kind of toward the end, you know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily the end of the era, but toward the, the end of, like, the, the peak, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's hard to
5: differentiate sometimes between emo and pop punk. Yes. And but, I did, I did that corporate. You know, something corporate, you could argue that too. You oh, can.
9: For me, emo is just like emotional music. It could still be pop punk, yeah. but if it's got that emotional tie to it, I'm gonna call it emo.
5: Hey, if I <laughs> yeah, between two thousand two and two thousand eight, it's
0: emo. <laughs> I'm with
9: that. The line got signed by Drive Through Records in like '98 or '99, and that was a record company that actually started like 15 minutes away from where I live right now, out of the garage of someone's house.
4: That's dope.
9: Listen, but that was like it was late '90s, so they were like early, early, early on in the peak of like the emo slash pop-pop.
0: Pu- I think like the the cool thing that I always like kind of use as my point of reference was always like. I mean, it, it, while like there was so many different record labels going on, like I was like, "Dude, if if they weren't, if they didn't go through Victory Records or at least near Victory Records le- like level, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Victory Records set the standard. And don't get wrong, they screwed a lot of bands, yeah. a lot of bands before it was all over with. But Victory Records literally set the standard for your emo, your screamo, your your punk pop. I mean, because I mean, a lot of the bands that I mean I don't know how a lot of them made it this far, but a lot of the like the big time bands they had to go through victory at some point in time in order to get you know get to where they were get to that top point. I mean, I remember at one point, gosh, dude, I don't I don't forget which warped tour it was, but like literally every main stage had a victory records artist. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, that's insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I think I started not necessarily losing like losing that respect for big Records, but I just I think when a Trey you came around, that's when I was like, all right, I'm done. I just, really? What? You know what I, said. I said what I said.
4: I'm not. When I'm not came around,
0: <laughs> Aiden, I wasn't a fan. Like I just nope. there was a couple there was a couple of Victory Records uh, bands that came in to sign with them at, you know at the beginning, and I could be wrong. I could have a, a different label in mind with with one of them at least. Like, I just like, I ah, man, this is my steeds. This isn't what, you know what I mean? Like, it's not what I signed up for. You know what mean? And I mean? I will openly admit, like, my, my days of skating were kind of going coming to an end, you know what I mean? And I guess I started to develop a little bit more self-esteem, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I, I, did, I don't think I was as emo as I was, but that was one of the things that, you know, why I did lean on, like, the starting line, you know, kind of a little bit because, like, because that, that really, like, you know, it, it kind of spoke to me a little bit, you know, as far as, like, uh, some of the lyrics in some of the songs. Um, and I just always felt like that guy, while he was, you know, the lead singer was, you know, he had a, he had a decent voice. It just felt like he was, like, you know, he was just in pain all the time. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I feel what you, you know, I feel what you feel. So I, I, I was, I always kind of, you know, want to know, like, why people picked the starting line. And so I, I appreciate you for sharing, like, as to why you, you chose to pick him because that's, I don't know, man. Between those two, like those are the two that, that stuck out the most to me. It was like when I saw Emery and the start, I'm like, All right, that's that. That's dope. I appreciate that.
5: All right, feel, next uh, uh, up. that song will put you where they're talking about going. Like the yeah, the, yeah the song will put you exactly where they're saying. Yeah. Where they're
0: <laughs> like I think I think they had. Oh man, I, I, there's a couple songs that I, I know for a fact that that. I mean, obviously, "Best of Me." That's 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 one of those. That, like, I don't think like you. It doesn't matter, like who you are. Like that song plays. Like you know where you were. You know what you were doing. You know, like you remember who you were with when you first heard it for the first. Like, did, like honestly, when I was at the peak of my, my I guess I want to say my, my, life. I was like always on MTV, watching every MTV video I could find. You know what I mean? Like just trying to figure it out, like going through like people's MySpace. Like, oh, what's that song? Oh yeah, that's a dope song. And I would literally go. This <laughs> is straight up. I would go to like people's <laughs> marketing accounts and look at like what their hair looked like. Like, oh yeah, 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 that's emo kid. <laughs> <laughs> let me see what. Let me see what th- what's on their profile. Let me see what bands they're referring to. You know what I mean? So like, uh, and that's actually how I found out about starting line. Was like I there's this this dude he had, like he had, like four lip rings man. His hair was like jet black and he had like I'm talking like eyeshadow like it was like to his cheeks. I'm like yo this dude looks like a panda bear. This what this guy's about. And that's how I found out about starting line, man. Like, you know, what I mean, I, I don't even remember the guy's name, but I know I was in this like, you know, I was in this top eight for a little bit. Like, I, you know, I, I appreciate that, You know what I mean? But anyway, <laughs> it is what it is. my bad. I'm going to keep talking. I'm, my bad. Alan's Alan, my man. Alan has been silent. You know what I mean? So I feel like he's got a lot to say. If you don't, I don't know. You know what? Fresh is on. So, Alan, you have your list. Um, give us a rundown of what you chose and why you chose it, my friend.
1: All right, so I've got uh, starting off uh, Letters to You by Finch. Uh, And I've got My Friends Over You, Newfound Glory. Uh, In This Diary, The Ataris. Uh, Breathing Yellow Card. Uh, Anthem of Our Dying Day, Story of the Year. Let's go. I'll Mm -hmm. play my game beneath the spin light, brand new. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh, Drunk Girl, Something Corporate. And I will follow you into the dark, Death Cab. So for me, a lot of the songs, nothing specific, I don't like, uh, well, actually, Drunk Girl is the only one that has a specific moment, uh, mm-hmm. and it was uh, making out with a drunk girl at a something corporate concert. <laughs>
4: nice. <laughs> <After that one. laughs>
1: the most appropriate It's just, just one that I'm like, every time somebody's <laughs> like, so like, what's a song that really sticks with you? And I'm like, no, that one works.
7: <laughs> that's, that's funny
1: that the rest of them are more of uh like moments from because i was uh, a freshman sophomore in college when I started learning about emo and it was yeah. you know brand new i mean i could you know the six people that were in the room the first time i heard brand new i could still message today and it's you know just kind of one of those things where uh. each, each, each band and each song is more of a oh, okay i remember listening to that while like
2: you so know, you take a
1: two you take out, a two AM yeah, drive because you know, you're nineteen and you can't get into a bar and so there's nothing to do at two o'clock in the
7: morning, so you go drive somewhere.
0: <laughs> well that ride, right, like <laughs> you have to. Yeah. Those are I some know, of the best
7: to. moments, man. But yeah, like, so over,
0: just, I think like emo captured that it captures that more than any form of music because it, it kind of it didn't really it didn't really come and go as quickly, you know, looking back on it, it actually came and stayed for a while, but I mean it as soon as it was was here was gone you know what i mean and you know you look look, like any other music that you listen to be be rock hardcore whatever you can still recreate moments but with emo it's one of those things where that particular point in time is burned in your brain Mm -hmm. and there's no other memory that replaces that moment um because you are i mean you are in, in in whatever state if you're in a state of angst you know anxiety whatever it is that you're in at that particular point in time I think the, those mixed emotions kind of burn that in forever in your brain for that moment, and so it, it's never replaced. So if it's you know, hey man, we're too young to do anything. We're not, you know, we're not, we're not over twenty one. So like, let's just go on a road trip. Let's just let's just drive. Like you know, let's let's cruise for a little bit. Let's just, you know, like, you know let's talk about girls that we're not gonna get. Let's talk about you know what I mean. Let's talk about boxes that we're not gonna get this a in. Like, you know, let's 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 hate on our freaking roommate that's in our dorm. Whatever it is, you know what I mean. Right. But, that I was pinned in the background, you know what I mean. So I um I feel like I mean I mean like like with most music, it is amusing. It is a soundtrack to people's lives at that particular point in time. I feel like with emo emo slash screamo is one of those you know it's it's that genre of music um that really just kind of I don't know man it, it, it kind of just just sears that particular moment and like nothing else can replace it like it's almost like a scar dog you know what I mean like because there are kind of scarred moments that you, that are in your life you know what I'm saying so like you. You look kind of back on those moments, like bro. I I remember this car and I remember that car. I remember this car. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I feel that. Please continue. I'm sorry, but
1: oh, no worries. my um, uh, the, the something corporate, well, other something corporate uh, concert story was um, they were uh, trying to get them off stage because curfew. Uh-huh. And um, you know, he's like, okay, let me let me just sing like one more song. And like, security is on stage, trying to get rid of them. And he's like, I'm just one more song, okay. And he starts playing Constantine. And he drags it out for like twenty plus minutes. They are on stage, losing their mind. Classic. That's, I actually remember that story. Seeing you put it on your list, and I was like, "Oh, that's right." I mean, like they were just almost trying; like they couldn't grab him off stage, or they didn't want to. But yeah. so they just kind of like they started, like they pulled, like his uh. Uh, seat out from under him like they're just kind of being jerks about it but he's just standing up playing at one point he just got on top of the piano and kept playing in reverse which to this day blows my mind that that's <laughs> a human can do um <laughs> but yeah that was the wow this guy just does not care no, uh, all right
9: that's a bad i'm pretty sure that's a signature thing that he used to do because he always <laughs> to finish, like all the shows with constantine
4: yeah, and it was, it
9: was always the last songs that he played, and it's a freaking nine minute
0: and thirty seven second song. Right? Yeah. So he doubles up. Yeah, you're gonna get a good twenty minutes. Regardless, I just got one more song. I got one more song. Yeah, no, yeah, got one more song. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. But okay, so with the um, I will ask you this, Alan, because I I uh, I see that uh, in this diary <laughs> from the Atari's. I need to know the story behind that, my man. I need to know that story.
1: Um, <clears throat> it's more, like it's actually another one of more of uh connection to one of my oldest friends. Mm-hmm. and it was uh just like I said, one of those road trips where he's like emptying his heart out like just you know, over a girl and doesn't know what's gonna happen, and she's gone for the summer and it was just kind of one of those where like I'm driving. I'm like, dude, get in the car. Pour your heart out, but look, just do your thing, man. Put the window down. Like I said, it's middle of summer here in Rhode Island, so it's 90 degrees. We're out by the ocean. And actually drove down a road called Ocean Avenue, which oh. is even funnier for yellow
0: cards. Oh, like that. Ah, that's crazy. I am just trying to
9: steal all the freaking shine off of my list right now. <laughs> <laughs> Because I got more Ocean on there too. I knew I'll
1: just, just playing the night game where just picking out just picking out names from people's lists where I'm like, oh no, just I
0: pick knew. a one I awesome. It's like you know that Alan has to be because Alan hadn't really been saying anything. Him and Jordan had been like laying in the cut, like, don't worry, I'm about to kill these hoes, just wait. <laughs> <laughs> Doc I started for each one of them, like it was a long, it was a it was a summer day back in Rhode Island. <laughs> <laughs> it was a balmy day, I believe. But okay, I'll, I I'll ask you one more because I, I, I mean, because one, I just I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Brand New. Um, what's 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 behind the what's behind the uh, I will play my game. What's behind that? I I know you got a good story behind that one as well.
1: Oh boy. Um, <laughs> so that was the, actually the fir- uh first song that I heard from them when. <laughs> met uh, a girl that I would be, end up being infatuated with mm-hmm. for far longer than I should have been uh, <laughs> as a 19 year old. And uh, but that was the one that go to like every show, you know, and it was that girl that, okay, she wants, you know, Hey, does anybody want to go to the show? I'd love to go to that show. Hated whatever, but ba- usually <laughs> hated whatever band it was. But like, that song sticks with me in terms of like, nope, that's her. That's the song that reminds me of just that whole, and it's almost more of a, okay, we've we've grown a little bit. If right. we don't want to go see a band, we'll say we don't like that band. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but that's, no, that's the, like, and in that song is more of a, uh, just kind of a, like that pinpoint of, Oh, all right, that's kind of why I got into all this music and dealt with everything, then used the music to get through that.
0: I don't know about you guys, like I literally want to hear like every one of his stories behind these songs. He has like good stories behind them. I'll, 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 you get one more because I want to hear. Okay, <laughs> uh, like, mm, what else can we? All right, you know what? Let's 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 see what this is about. The newfound glory, my friends over you. Oh, let Yeah.
9: That song's a bop in
0: general. It is, it is just general. such a. I that song's
9: just a fun song.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the one that would uh, actually have friends to this day in cover bands, and they'll start playing it, and they'll stare at me while they play at it <laughs> because uh, there's a situation where you know, like people get in relationships, you don't talk a little bit, like you know, you focus on. Whoever you're with, and all that, and um, situation where I was a uh, you know seeing this girl, and she hated all of my friends. Like, I was like, I don't think you should see any of them. And I was like, Yeah, no, I learned that lesson already. Um, with the <laughs> with the brand new song, and but all of my friends were kind of in the same situation. Yeah. Uh, so we're out to lunch. <clears throat> I feel like everybody's with you know girlfriend right all my friends out you know in a couple and a couple of them like weren't happy like in their relationship and all this and so the girl i was seeing just starts yelling at me like out of nowhere and we're this is like seven eight months in so it's kind of an odd all right that's new i mean i get that you didn't like these people but like we're having lunch we'll be we'll be cordial pops off and i was and i just looked at and i was like yeah, you drove, right? No, I'll be able to get a ride. Was like, <laughs> the like, that? like, nope. And then, because I was already in an annoyed mood, and I didn't like most of my buddies' girlfriends, like, look down the table and just go, see, guys, it's really not that hard.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, uh, like, I threw six dudes under my house. <laughs> oh. And it just oh, no. turned into. Oh, that night my phone blew up for like an hour. Like, what What did you just do? And I'm like, helping. Oh
0: my gosh. So, you were, the, you were the napalm bomb that went off and messed it up for all the rest of your friends? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh. We had a wild summer that year.
0: So, <laughs> he <laughs> goes, Oh, yeah. Really it worked out pretty good. Don't stuff keep Alan away from your significant other. That's pretty <laughs> much it. <great. laughs> <laughs> If he's not to move, guess what? No one's gonna move fairly. I'm done. You're all done. Let's we're out of here. I'm my on right, we're gonna we're gonna go with Alyssa now, cause all right, woo, I'm gonna I'm gonna be 100 with you guys right now. I know everyone had a chance to look at Alyssa's list. Alyssa probably has the most fire list. Bro, her list is fire, so no pressure. No. But if you mess this oh. up, straight up, it can boo. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alyssa's list is fire, and it's like it pissed me off because I'm like, I thought that I mean, I mean, everyone feels like you have a good list. Like I have a solid list, I think. And then you look at the list, it's like, oh, okay, wow. yeah. I guess I don't have a good list. So, all right, so Alyssa, <laughs> you are up. You have well, you have some bangers. God, you have massive mm-hmm. bangers.
10: All right, pressure. I know, I'm pressure's like on
0: now. Um,
10: the pressure is on. <laughs> um, so do you want me to go through my list? Yeah. Okay. So sorry. <laughs>
11: See, pressure's getting too early. I know, I'm like, I'm
10: cracking.
7: <laughs> already crumbling. I've never done this before.
10: <laughs> I know. I'm new here. Um, so seven years, Jason Bright Eyes, I Love I don't have to love, title fight, numb, but I still feel it. Hands Down, Dashboard Confessional, My Darkest Hour, Scary Kids, Scaring Kids, Uh, Boiled Frogs, looks on Fire, Honestly Cartel, Champagne from a Paper Cup, Death (laughs) cap for Cutie, Quarantine at the drive-in. So, um, growing up, I was really sheltered, I guess you can say, so I didn't have access to a lot. Um, Just CD player, radio. Um, I had a CD plug, so someone would burn CDs for me on (laughs) LimeWire. Plug, CD plug. CD plug. (laughs)
0: Get out (laughs) of here.
10: So they would just burn CDs for me, and the two songs that really um, got me were uh, Hands Down from Dashboard and um, Love, I Don't Have to Love by Bright Eyes. So the other ones just came in to play um, once – you know, started listening to those, finding some similar bands, and then when I got with Rocky, just because we went to Warp Tour, um, took right. me to my first Warp Tour, and all right. it's saw from there.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> That's the point, man. Like, okay, I will. I will ask you this because I already talked about it a little bit. You know, when I saw it pop on the list is the honestly from Cartel. Like, man, you know, I love me some Cartel for sure, for sure. Um, you could cry. <laughs> bro, I was <laughs> you know, straight up when I was like like making the list, like I was like plugging everything in and transferring like the uh, Spotify list over to the Apple list. Bro, I, I I was playing, I was playing like, like a cartel in the background. I'm all in my feels like, man, take me back. I'll choke. <laughs> like, I don't know like its is is. I mean, as far as the bands that you obviously the bands you listed, obviously they, they, I mean, they must be one of your your higher up there. But like, as far as cartel in particular, like where where does that band sit amongst, like, say your 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 top twenty bands as far as emo? Like, are they a the top five, a top ten? Or are they even a top twenty band?
10: I would say they're at least a top five. Um, to me, that's what they would be. is top five. I mean, like I I will say that
0: as far as you know. As far as, like, the that emo, um and honestly, Cartel was one of those emo bands that really, they were one of the first, like, big, I guess they developed a big name and a big following, and, I mean, of, of the ones that I ever saw, like, that I guess you want to call it a big budget, I, if that's even a thing you would call, uh, a big budget emo <laughs> band, um, Cartel was kind of one of those first ones that I ever saw that actually used the whole idea behind like, different types of marketing. Um, they try to push their album. Um, I know they, they they recorded a full album in that glass house, you know, and they, like, put it on TV the whole time. And, you know, I just remember, like, that's the most genius thing I've ever seen in my life. These fools are literally living in a glass house. <laughs> you know, they're doing an album, they're not gonna come out until it's done. Like, I just thought that was, like, one of the coolest things. But, you know, honestly, you know, honestly is one of those, like, you heard it on, it was almost on, it. it I think it's like three or four different soundtracks, you know, and then it was one of those very few, you know, popular emo songs that you didn't get tired of hearing. You know what I mean? And so, like, I, it's just weird. It's just weird, like, actually seeing it, like, yo, someone else likes this song. God knows millions of people like the song. I mean, I guess it's kind of amusing. You see a song that you really just like, really identify with, like, oh, they like it too. So I was, I was. I was like, that was super big ups for that. I'm like, is there a reason why you picked Honestly? Or is this because everyone else had something else that you wanted?
10: No. Honestly. <laughs> See what I did there? I it's crazy.
4: all <laughs>
10: <laughs> It's just, it's really catchy, you know? And like you said, it does get you in your feels. Because, you know, you're, you could be driving along just like everyone else said. is like you could be in the car and just listening to it and just like, kind of just, you know, lose and forget about everything else and just right. feel the music.
0: Ooh, that is, that's. Love that freaking song! That, that whole album was fire. Mm-hmm.
2: That whole
0: album. I, I, I'm willing. To, I'm willing to box behind the, the fact that I think Chroma was one of the best albums of that era. And, I mean, and it got it got obviously it got love from people that liked the band, but I, I think it was it was like slightly underrated just because I mean you know I don't know not people are about like emo music, bro. Like, nah, kids <laughs> crying. Um, you already know I'm gonna ask about *After Driving* because I'm a Texas boy. Um, Quarantined. Um, Let's talk, dude. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about that song, um, dude. I don't even. I mean, there's not enough things that one can say about uh, about after driving, dude. They, you know, as far as just. I don't know, man. As far as like what, as far as what they what they mean to a lot of people, as far as like, uh, I don't know how to even say it. like brown people growing up. in Texas, You would never expect to see or hear a song. You know what I'm I mean, it's the truth. Like, I didn't even know what those guys look like until I realized, I like, wait, they're from El Paso, so they're not white, are they? No, they're not white. <laughs> for real. What are they? Like, well, they're not black. No, <laughs> that was like for me, that was like that was my first, like, initial, like, what? Because, like, all I knew was like, you know, maybe like little bad brains, little fish bone, you know, what I mean, like, you know, I knew a few black names, I had never known, hey, you know. like, I, I, uh. I never knew, like, I just, I never, I had never seen a brown man go ham. Sounds like, wait, that's a whole brown band. A so, whole oh, brown band. Am I lying right now? No. Know. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you know, so, like, anytime I see after the drive man, I know number one, that, at least in my head, I'm like, yo, they know their shit, because they're talking about after driving. Because this, after driving wasn't one of those bands you just, happen, you just happened upon, like, you have to, you know, I mean, I feel like you had to kind of know your music, number one, and two, you had to, like, know a person that knew music and be like, you know what, let's come to an agreement that this band goes hard. Um, like, is there a reason why you chose Quarantine, like, over the, the other songs? I mean, because they, they have a catalog, for real, for real.
10: I wanted One Arm Scissor, but someone else already had it. So, and I felt Quarantine was perfect just because, you know, it's, like, the mood now. Like, we yeah. have to be quarantined. So I was like, what better song?
0: Hey, all right, I'll ask you one more because another. Damn, you got whoo man sales
2: center.
0: Oh, years. Let's go. Just I don't even. I'm not even gonna ask a question on that. Just just drop your knowledge.
10: Well, I mean, I guess that, that one <clears throat> has like a memory behind it. Um, that was like one of the first few shows that we went to together, and we went to Emos, and we parked across the street at not AutoZone, sure. and they say you know towing, but we're like they can't tow us all. Well, They told us all, we got told. so but they played with title fight that night, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, and so we ended up just waiting for a ride. Oh my god,
0: oh, like seven years,
10: man! <laughs> it was literally seven years that we waited for a cab.
0: <laughs> I feel like they had something he's about
5: to say. Oh, you were me with you were stoked to see a brother in a band. Because what do you think little white emo kids thought when we saw black guys on stage? and We're like, oh, they're going to go so hard. <laughs> 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 what did this guy do to be cool with all these white guys? Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> I think, I mean, and even though it I doesn't happen-
5: every black singer, every black guitar player. Oh my God, dude,
0: the first time I saw Seven Dust. Oh, I, mean, yeah. okay. I, I know that we're, we're, we're going on a bit of a tangent, but the first time First of all, I heard him. I was like, "This!" I swear, I'm not being racist. I'm like, "This is not a white dude's voice." I heard him before I saw him, obviously, and then I was like, "Well, you know, they're coming. They're, they're you know, they're coming. To, they're coming to San Angelo." I was like, I, "I mean, let's drive and go check him out." And by that time, I was you know, I was just you know, I kept listening, to listening because again, I was in that air. We were burning CDs, so I, I had never seen them before. And the dude comes out. I'm like, "Wait, are those dreads?" Wait, is that dark skin? What? <laughs> I lost my ever-loving mind, and I—I'll I, be the first to tell you, dude. I remember I called my dad <laughs> on my on my, my cellular one cell phone. I had like I had like four minutes left on my plan for the week, and I remember I called my dad. I'm in straight tears. I'm like. Dude, there's a guy who looks just like me, Dad, He's up there. Singing. He's. I gotta go back. He's amazing, man. He's amazing. What's his name? Like, oh no, this is some black dude. They call Seven Dust. And like, he's. Well, he's, he's dude, that crack. Like, I will. I will never forget that feeling of seeing. Like, you know, I mean, it's in this. You know, and, and I feel like that's that's one of those things with with you know, with after driving. Just like with Seven Dust, just like with you know, like I said, Bad Brands, Fishbone, a lot of these bands, living color, a lot of these bands, have, you know, you know, people with dark skin, with brown skin, you know, I mean, even, I mean, we could do, you can go down the list, but a lot of these these groups are completely groundbreaking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, for for a lot of people to come in, and so I feel like, I mean, it kind of can circle back to the whole idea behind emo, um, emo music, screamo music is those earlier bands that you know that that did kind of break in because. Like, let's be honest. It was, it was just pretty much viewed as you know skate culture, uh, you know a few goth kids, you know what I mean, and and that was pretty much it. Especially with those earlier bands, and obviously as the, the as the genre as the genre progressed and it started gaining notoriety and popularity, you know what I mean, and you know the uh was that uh the alt, alt, alt magazine, uh, AP, all press, yeah, yeah. AP, yeah. Was, you know AP started you know going to a heavy publication and people started buying that hoe like. When that started happening, then there started being a lot more bands that started coming in. And you started hearing, you know, you know, I mean, let's be honest, those, those first few songs from the Emo's, I will, I'll openly admit, it was just a bunch of crying. Just a bunch of like, you know, you'll, you'll be, you'll be sad when I'm gone. And how would you do me like this? And then you start noticing the progression and, and, and lyrical content. Um, the sound got so much better. And then you start, festivals was like the band warp Tour and having like, idiots like us running around in 100 plus degree weather. Trying to see every freaking band that we can see, but I mean, that's you know, and, and honestly, how many people can say, and, and this is this is God's honest truth. How many people can say that within their lifetime they saw a full genre make a full cycle? Emo, yeah. has been the only genre that you've ever seen make a full cycle, and then but when it was gone, it was gone, and and rightfully so because. Those, those, that, that particular point in time in life, just where the society was, where where the world was. I mean, the only thing that could honestly follow up grunge would be emo. Let's be honest. And I mean, it's the way it just kind of naturally just made its way into like the emo scene. And you know, like, grunge, grunge kind of did this thing, but grunge never had a full cycle. Grunge just kind of fizzled out. You know, once a few key players died out, but people kept holding on to it. And a lot of those grunge bands are still kind of around. Like, i.e. Pearl Jam, they're still around. You know what I mean? So a lot of these bands that 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 you know you see these emo bands a lot a lot of emo bands did not make it through that cycle mm-hmm. because it was it was a it was more of a feeling within the culture than it was just bands playing music and i mean the kids that were sad they're not sad anymore the kids that were crying about parents what mm-hmm. they they passed shit up with their parents you know what i mean like the stuff that was bad back then well you know what either i'm going to stay in the situation or i'm going to be able to change it most of them chose to change the situations they were they were in. So that feeling that you had, you don't have that feeling anymore. So why would you lean on that music? That music was a crush for a lot of us for a long time. We don't have, we don't have those feelings anymore. So why would you lean on a, that genre? So I can see why the genre kind of made a full circle and you know and it dipped. And those of us that were lucky enough to actually, you know, enjoy it, I mean, you know, we, we sit back and like, yo, remember that oh, hey, remember Cartel, hey, remember Alexis on Fire, hey, remember that the first time you heard Bright Eyes, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera, so I don't know, man, I just, I think, I don't know, man, I, I, I think like your list, especially your list to listen, it really kind of like, wow, wow, because you literally, like, there's bands you like, the fight, I mean, title fight, rather, like, you literally have bands that are up here, you have bands that were down there, you have bands that were middle layer, you, you literally did one of these, whereas me, I kind of did one of those, I just kind of stayed at the top, um, I mean at least to me, I think they're in the top. Um, but like you literally did one of those sales in, Bro, like <laughs> me, I me and Rocky, we, we had a conversation before. Go ahead, JP.
5: I still listen to them every week.
0: Same. Like, dude, oh, man, Seven I'll tell myself like yeah, five in my song. What'd you say, Jordan?
3: I said seven years is like a top five emo song. Like, for, for sure. Yeah. For like anybody, was. I think.
11: Yeah. <laughs> I think what made that song a little bit better, too, is like when we saw Sayosin, Anthony Green had just came back to oh, join oh, them on song. that tour, too, I, after I, all his rehab and everything,
0: too. Oh, man. See, it see, made that I, I, concert I, I, like that I, I, much more special when we heard it. I saw Sayosin when they were at the, like, when Sayosin was like, yo, that's Sayosin. Like, I, I might go get my, I still have, I still have the t shirt, bro. You know what oh I mean? Shit. Like I still have that hell Like it's 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 one of those like I, I want to frame it because like it when I saw Say of Sin, I saw him in Baltimore. And dude, that scene was ridiculous, man. Like I just I don't know. But you know what? It's not about me right now. We we have one more question for you. I do want to talk about Lover. I don't have to love by bright eyes. <laughs> What's
10: that about? That a good one. Um, that one, like I said, that was on my uh, burn CD. Um, but it just, just listening to it, it's <laughs> slow. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one got me through a lot because you know when you're in middle school, you don't really know, you know, where you're gonna be or what you want to be. And right. so just like oh, listening to that, it kind of just, I don't know. I was after listening to that, I was like, you know, I think I do, I do like this, like emo, because it's like your friends either listen to emo or your friends listen to rap. And it's like, you can either like rap, you can like both, but it's, in that time, to me, it was like, you had to like one or the other. You couldn't like both. So for me, that was like kind of the decider, like, you know, I'm going to go the emo route. But that one is just good. Like, just like the lyrics, it just, I can't even explain it. Like, just listening to the lyrics, it just, you can like, and that one too, it has like the low and the high points. So that one, you can just like sing your heart out too. And, you know?
0: Yeah, I'm with that. I'm, God, dude, these are God, you have some good ones, dude. They um, just uh, yeah. Br- Bright Eyes is
3: uh, touring again, just brand new this year. Oh. But th- um, I th- they're probably canceled, like all uh, the other shows are <laughs> right now. <laughs> they
0: were they were touring. They were t- they were touring this year. Yeah, he
3: he was he was doing his own thing on the side, but um, yeah. Bright Eyes as Bright Eyes was was back. I love their
0: stuff. Dude, his stuff, man. Well, good. I'm glad you started talking, Jordan, because you're up next. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. Um, uh, We we have uh, Jordan Mann up next. Um, You got some heat, too, dude. Oh, he's got some heat. I didn't even see that one. Okay. You know what? The floor is yours, sir.
3: All right. I'll go through my list. Um, So it's funny. My first song is Jet Black New Year. I'm not as big of a Thursday fan as a lot of people are, but oh. yeah, I see you. That that song is one of the best songs ever, um, and and one of the best concerts ever, Thursday. Uh, th- those guys are out they of control on the stage. Probably. Yeah, I, I saw them uh, a few times once he, you know, climbing up the stacks like 20 feet high and uh, mm. insane. Jumping off from like 30 feet in the air under the crowd. The um, guy does
0: not care about his body.
3: No. <laughs> uh so that was my first one. I, I just I love that song. Um one eight seven um by Census Fail. Actually, another band that I don't really love a whole lot, but uh that song is that was like quintessential for that era for me, just like being that friends. whole album. Yeah,
7: yeah. was quintessential, man.
0: Definitely dude since um, kicked, kicked a lot of people in the chest with that album dude. yeah yeah you know what I'm yeah. saying like it was their
7: first one too yeah
0: from the Death of dreams yeah Ooh.
3: um a- after that uh thrice is deadbolt um yes one of the yes. best thrice songs ever
6: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so hard dude <laughs>
3: i'm a I'm a huge thrice fan I know uh, i was talking to lS yesterday and he was he was kind of Is not so keen on the last couple albums and they're not as good but I actually one of the things I appreciate about Thrice is how they kind of aged um, you know on their own and I actually appreciate a lot of those bands that kind of you know kind of evolved Um, they didn't get stuck in in that era and you know kind of one and done which a a lot of these bands had you know one or two albums Um, so so, uh, uh, Thrice is is, a top of my list and deadbolt is, uh, you know, that, that album identity crisis, uh, is insane, but that's deadbolt. Um, piebald. I don't know. I don't know if they were more Did anybody else get into them. They're, they're from, uh, Massachusetts. So I don't know if that was kind of a local thing or, or what, but.
0: Honestly, maybe I, I might actually just play some of them in the background when, as you're talking, uh, when I edit this, um, Cause I will be honest, I I, I never got into him. That into it. I mean, I never.
3: That song "American Hearts" is um, there's a there's a line in that song um that talks about uh, a window washer. Now, mm. when I was a teenager, I washed windows, so it, like I always played it on my way to work, and I don't I don't know, it just reminds me of the time. But that's a oh, great yeah. track. Um, "Art is Hard" by Cursive. Anybody get into Cursive?
6: A
2: little bit,
3: a little yeah. bit. I I really like that song. Um again, it's kind of a one of the first songs that came to mind when thinking about this. And then um a little bit more well known, uh <laughs> Taking Back Sunday, make damn sure. Uh, I just didn't I didn't feel that uh, taking back Sunday was well enough represented. <laughs> that Dude. that song uh I mean it as as uh popular as it was, uh that, that song brought it. Um I really enjoyed that one. They did a, I, they did an acoustic, um, kind of yeah. like a, an acoustic, uh,
7: little, yeah. little thing with them, dude. That went
0: hard, dude. I, you know <laughs> what, I, I mean, and I can't wait to ask you more questions about these Jordan. I, I can honestly say, like, make for damn sure, make damn sure. Rather is is, it does not matter where you're at when you hear that song.
6: Yep,
3: that is, initial like he breathes in.
0: Like, is is, is, is you, can it, yep. like, oh, he's breathing it through his teeth. It's about to go down. Like, yep. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I just, it just, it's like I can, you can feel at least you feel like you can. You can feel how you think he feels when he's when he's talking. You know what I'm saying to whomever he's talking to. You know what I mean? And you know, like, I just want to break you down so bad. Like, yes, I do. I really do. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, man. Again, I I always I lean on this. You know on this particular genre of music, because you felt so many feelings, man, you know what I mean? And you feel, music just does that to people, period. You know what I mean? Like, that's why they're artists, you know what I mean? Um, but there, there's, there's something about this particular era of music, man, it just, it just did different, <laughs> made you feel differently. Um, I do want to ask you though, as far as, as uh, the, the, the 187 from Census Fail, um, mm-hmm what what um aside from it being just a dope track um how did how did that particular song speak to you
3: i don't know like, like i said uh, i had more friends that were a lot more into senses fail than i was but that uh-huh. that song to me um just uh it, i don't know it's a good good track um is it's really fun to sing along to with a group of people i i don't i think it's just kind of that <laughs>
7: that thing. was the main thing man was yeah. Crowd. Real sing along. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. No, without a doubt. What about? Okay. Let's talk about "Alexis on Fire," man, because they're either "Alexis on Fire" is another one of those that it's it's either you're on this side or you're on that side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're like oh, or like eh. you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like there's no tween with those guys. Um, they, is is, the, the, is that your song? Is that the song? Like, all right, bro. Let's if I had give give me the crisis album, let's put on this to be in one world. Like, or is this is that just one of your go-tos at at, at all times?
3: That's a that's a go-to. I, I absolutely love that song. I was actually more into um City and Color than I, I was in uh, <laughs> Alex is on fire, but or Alexis on Fire. I still don't know what which it is. Is it Alexis, Alexis or Alex? <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> it is Alexis. Yeah. Um but that's that your song... brother
0: Alex how to identify all right yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah
3: alex can go either way um but yeah that that song i i had a, i had a friend um you know whenever that was 10 years ago or whatever um and just riding around in the car that song was that song was it for sure
6: oh yeah, uh, and then
3: my my last one on the list was a, another brand new song okay i believe you but my tommy gun don't i had a I had a really hard time picking a brand new song but that's the one i ended up with uh archers from uh from the next album was also uh in in uh heated contention but um that that whole album deja and Tendu just was an incredible album that that's probably like the one the first album i think think about uh of that era um but that that song is, I think it was just that had a had a lot of pieces to it that people could identify with, just the the uh, lack of self confidence and. But it it displays itself in a in kind of the opposite of that. That's yeah. what it's well, that's what I hear, anyways. But I don't know, just some good songs, man. Yeah,
0: they are too. You, you wow, your list was a banger
3: too. <laughs> <laughs> I I think what so you know something Tina was talking about. It's like well you know if you're if you're If your your lyrics are emotional, then it's emo music, and emo is it's this really hard thing to define because it's like it goes in different directions. It can go like more in the pop direction, more into you know you know folk music, and then it you know trends towards the post hardcore type type stuff. And I and actually I think a lot of the stuff more on the fringes is is what I enjoyed the most. But um, I I think it's yeah it's it's a it was an inclusive genre that kind of allowed people you know i i think most people that were drawn to it were had experiences that you know made them relate to the music right and uh, you know deal with it in different ways so
0: yeah i i, I completely agree i i I, mean, I even want to add to that by saying it could be a, 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 it could be like you know what i mean it can almost go like you know lean towards the pop and then the next thing you know. <laughs> as soon as they, they make an acoustic version of that same song, it's a completely different song. While you recognize mm-hmm. the lyrics and you recognize, you know what I mean, like the harmony, you know what I mean, like you you know, you recognize everything in a song but as soon as it's just like no musical accompaniment, it's just, it's just a voice and a guitar, it completely changes what that song was. And then it completely changes how you feel about that song. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I, I, I'll be the first to say like, I mean, and I'm willing to say that like like straight up, like I wasn't as big of a Thursday fan as I am now um, back in the day until I heard acoustic versions of their songs. Then it be a songwriter. Yeah, because he's a great song. And I mean, don't get me wrong, Jeff's voice is trash, but <laughs> it is what it is. He does not have a great voice, but he can write songs. And his structure was always on point. Uh, but when you hear the acoustic versions of these same songs, like, oh, wow, okay. And then you can go back and, and listen to him like I mean, obviously, like, you know, full set and everything behind him, like, okay, now I now I fuck with it a little bit heavier than I did before. Um, so yeah, dude, I completely agree with what you're saying, Jordan. I, I it's just they take you to a different spot, they put you in a different place, man. It's just like, all right, like now I'm somewhere different with the same song, you know, that's it's been sang in two or three different ways. Um, two or three different songs from the same band can take you to two or three different places, you know. It so I just I Dude I, I, dude, I appreciate your list for sure. Like, Pie Balls, I'm excited about that because I'm, I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to see what they're talking about. Let me, like, just, just see what the info you've been dropping. Just be <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to give those guys a listen. Oh, um, now we got the youngster of the group. We got Josh. <laughs> um, I can't
7: wait sorry. to hear this.
0: No, listen. First, all right, listen. Okay. Josh is the youngest of all of us, right? So his experience with Emo was literally at the tail end of it, you know what I mean? Like when it, honestly, no knock, but when Emo was dying, you know what I'm saying? And so the only, really the only bands that he would actually have like access to that you know even would be even, I don't even know if they considered Emo would be like what, you know, the, <laughs> really he don't have it <laughs> He really does not. I mean, I'm trying to think of like some of the bands that were still afloat back then. Um, because a lot, of the, a lot of the emo bands that didn't make it past emo point ended up being Screamo. Um,
7: Back then, but like what year are you
3: thinking? Yeah, like so how old were you in like 2007?
8: Shit, 2007. I'm not
3: doing, I'm not doing math right now. <laughs>
8: 2007, I was in middle school. So I'd say oh I was in,
4: Yeah, because um,
8: yeah, 2009, I was a freshman in high school. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
6: College. Oh, like,
0: like i said sure. no no what come on calm down give him give him a chance he was at the tail end of it all i can't help so, it i was born so like, I, mean,
4: I
3: think it's an interesting perspective because it, like it uh it you know i was 17 in 2007 yeah. and you know we have a couple of guys here that were you know closer to you know in their 20s already
11: yeah.
3: but I, 20s? I don't know it's interesting
0: for sure So I'm excited to hear, I'm excited to hear what you got. So, um, all right, the floor is yours, Guy. All right, so like LS said, yeah, I pretty much caught the tail end of it.
8: And it was worse for me because my parents were both uh, devout churchgoers. Like my father was a deacon in a Catholic church and my mother was uh, pretty much on the same status. So it was like, hey, you either go to church or you're pretty much shit other than that. So when I first moved to Sibylle is when I first got to like, I started hanging out with the skaters of the neighborhood, the potheads, and like the dudes that really started trying to go against all the rules, basically. So, as soon as I started hanging out with them, I was like, you know what? I'm not about this church thing. I'm trying to live against my parents. I'm going to do what these guys are doing because they're cool and I'm not. So, <laughs> and then what's worse is as soon as that happened, I started dating probably the most emo slash goth chick in my middle school. So that, that added fuel to the fire.
6: There I it it is. Was it, didn't
8: it didn't need never, to do.
3: Never date the most emo girl.
8: Oh, yeah, it was bad. Like Her first compliment <laughs> to me was, damn, we wear the same jeans. And that was, that was bad. <laughs> so that's why I have My Chemical Romance is number eight. And I knew that was probably going to be my only like emo shit just because that's all she would listen to. Like from fucking sun up to sundown, that's it. Mm. Like if you tried to put anything else on, she would literally be pissed off the entire day. Was, <laughs> yeah, she was a strange. <laughs> she was strange. It was really weird. Um, so that's so that's the first song that when people say emo, that's the first band I go to is My Chemical Romance, just because that's like, like when you when you listen to something for a long period of time, as soon as you hear something that revolves kind of that topic, you jump straight yeah. to that one thing. That's pretty much how it was. Like you hear hamburgers, the first thing you think is hot dogs or something like that. So that's why that for that. Not really so much because I like my chemical romance, but just because that's probably my only experience with, I guess, emo emo. So mm-hmm. with that. And like I tried to go back and listen to the rest of their stuff, but it just, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. So but I just threw it on there because that's my only emo experience. Uh, number seven, I have Welcome Home from Coheed that is a funny one just because when i was younger i don't know if y'all remember this movie called nine it was yeah. uh it was like a, that dope like a, a post-apocalyptic puppet or some shit like that oh yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah well yeah.
8: the trailer the trailer to that movie had co- had welcome home as like the build-up song to like this dude trying to save the world this little puppet trying to save the world and i would literally watch that trailer just because of that song just because i didn't know what the song was called right. until i found out what the song name was and Just heavy rotation from there on out. Like I would literally,
3: yeah.
8: Like it was, as soon as Mm -hmm. I would be getting ready for practice for football practice, that would be the first song I'd go to just because it get me in that. Oh, I'm about to go do some shit. I'm about to go do something. So, there's only a couple on my list that I actually have like ties to. The rest of them are just like dope ass tracks that I really just listen to that I just connected with as I'm listening to them driving down. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Uh number 6 I have until the day I die from story of the year same thing it was just really that's a dope this is really a dope ass track
4: that sense
8: and a dope ass band honestly in my opinion um Man. and then I have number 5 I have understanding in a car crash by Thursday again also just dope ass song just uh, was put on the rotation and I was like you know what I'm feeling this let me let me see what these guys are about and like like again, like Ella said, I pretty much caught the tail end of all these bands when they were big. So I'm really just playing catch up to all this good stuff. So it it's just like all that. And then I have number four, the after dinner payback from from Autumn Tashes. That was my go to my go to band whenever I did my little skating phase. Like as soon as I got my first iPod, I remember putting that putting that band on there for the first time. And that was like because like it was back in the day when you had to buy iTunes cards and all that shit. Like, <laughs> my parents
9: iTunes <laughs> cards.
8: And like my parents would literally give us iTunes cards as like rewards for like having good grades or like cleaning the kitchen or some shit like that. But I had a brother and a sister, so we got fifteen dollars iTunes cards and we had to split it between. And I was the youngest, oh. but obviously. I got I got the oh, shit. Yeah. Got you got one song. Yeah, you got the free man.
3: YouTube track.
8: Pretty much, and like my mom, there and, my mom would sit there and watch us, like what songs we would get, and if it said explicit next to it, no, it was, it was a rap. They had to take it off. So pretty much every every rap song I had was clean. There was no metal, no screamo, none of that. Just listening to Will Smith the whole time. That's it. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna you. But I used to I used to fuck heavy with that. Now that's what I call music CDs.
7: Oh my
6: god
7: I would steal my brother's C D player just to listen <laughs> to those CDs. Which one did which one did you start listening to? Now that's what 34. I call music twenty. Yeah uh, <laughs> fifteen.
8: I think I think unless you have my,
3: the intro now. Yeah. I think exactly. my I <laughs>
8: think right. my earlier, I think my earliest memory of those those CDs was uh, fuck was it? Um, I think it was P D Pablo.
4: Oh my god!
8: About his memory, <laughs> something like that. So it was. Damn. It was like as soon as I got the freedom to listen to something other than gospel music, I just like dove in. Um, okay, and then number three, I have Vices from Silverstein. Now the only reason. I don't have Silverstein higher on this list and LS and Rocky and all them can attest to it is because I just found out about Silverstein because we had g- had tickets to go see them.
4: Oh, the man. So sorry. So I didn't,
8: I didn't want to be that guy that knew their shit just from the newest album they had just dropped. I was like, man, I'm not trying to be that guy that only knows two songs out of a whole set. The fuck? No. So so literally for like the whole build-up before it got canceled was just Silverstein, Silverstein on Spotify all day long. Like as I'm as I'm working, whatever it's all day long. So that was just the song that every time literally it was weird. Every time I would play it on Shuffle, that would be the first song that would come on. Is Vices and then My Heroine and all that shit. So that that was just what that was just what drew me to Silverstein and then listening to the rest of their stuff. Like <laughs> when they first started <laughs> was just that. And I knew that if I put Silverstein lower on that list, I was going to get shit from everybody just because, just, be, yeah, just because they know I it just started with like you. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Okay. So number two, I have, you deserve nothing and I hope you get less from bless the fall and bless the fall was an album or was a band that literally every time I hung out with my friends in middle school before we went skating at the park, that was what we listened to. Like we would like, we would have days where we would go. We were like, okay, we're gonna go to the skate park, then we're going go to the corner store, then we're just gonna chill. That's it. And like they would usually be getting high, like in the back room or whatever. And, and literally, it was like a routine. As soon as I got in the garage, we sat in the garage for like two hours, just listen to "Bless the Fall" all day long. Like that was their go-to shit. Same. Same like that girl I dated. You try to put something else on, and it was like, no, we cannot start our day without Bless the Fall. So so I started getting into them, and then they were a band that even now, when I had my last job that required a lot of travel, like five upwards hours away, Bless the Fall was always the album, was always the band, sorry, was always the band that I would listen to if I'm driving, like, overnight. So they were the ones that would keep me awake just because they were my go-to because I knew they would get the job done. Um, Paper Long was my first song from Under Oath just because, uh, I don't really have an emotional tie to Under Oath. It's just Under Oath was another one of those bands that whenever we would get the iTunes cards and whenever we would get, whenever we would get like the freedom and my mom wasn't sitting over my shoulder watching my music purchases, I would get Under Oath and just like, oh yeah, mom, they're this brand new Christian band that just came up that they, don't worry about it. They're cool. It's fine. You'll, you'll hear them next Sunday when we go to church or something like that. And for, for, to this day, she never asks me. Like, like now she doesn't really care because she's, she's out of that whole thing and she knows that I'm not really into that church thing anymore. So she doesn't really question me. But, uh, but, yeah, man, that's pretty much my list. Like I said, only a few of those I actually have emotional ties to, but the rest of them were really just dope-ass tracks that I came across that were just something that stuck to me just because they were badass bands that i
0: was feeling so So do you do you feel like with like I I, i'm trying to think of of one because it's so hard because of you know you are kind of at the tail end i mean and you know because i think rock now we 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 actually talked about like coheed and now how like it's it's really hard to really to classify them as like true emo um but it's not it's not because of, you know, not from from lack of emotion being in their lyrics or not from, you know, lack of of you know, <coughs> you know uh, substance. I just think because of where they, where they were in, They outgrew it. Of, yeah. I mean they just they shot past it so quickly. Um and the timing of them Eventually coming Especially with in, that song. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Good Apollo um, was the departure for sure for them
11: yeah and the man. first two albums I feel like for sure were like along that emo line, and then once yeah. good Apollo came out and welcome home just really just raised the bar for them like just that yeah. opening rip, everybody recognizes it now and recognizes them off of
0: that, yeah yeah you know and the, honestly, they outgrew the genre, honestly, Kohee came in right as i like i said as as it, it was Kohe came in as they were finally doing one of these. You know what I'm saying? Like when the genre was kind of doing one of these. And Kohi came in right in that mid area of when Emo was kind of making that drop. When Emo, like literally like, I, I feel like Emo was making its last drop and Screamo was making its like second to last drop. And Cody came right in between that point And that's at least from what I, what I envisioned. They came right at that point and they just came out with a banger out, of the out, right out of the gate. And people were like, what? Who is this band? Like the most unique voice. Of that time completely no one else has a voice like that so it was like well i mean that type of voice that type of band that type of energy that type of musicality like there's nowhere else to go but either up or you're going to bust and i mean obviously they they did the first they just went up and they kept going up and in it was kind of like all right well they kind of pulled the hot air balloon like the rest of the the rest of the genres kind of fizzled out kind of died out and koi just like i will right, well, cool they kind of developed their own sound pretty much you know what i mean and and they pretty much carried it you know to the present day so i mean with you know when when you're looking at coheed and just like where where they're at like i'm just i'm i for me just because i guess i've been around the whole emo era josh for you like i mean like how do you do okay i i'll put it this way how do you view, view Coheed versus My Chemical Romance? Um, I
8: definitely have more experience with My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Just from just from that that past and when, like, I guess, when they first put out that first album is when I, right. guess I was a kid and when I started realizing, like, music that I could listen to was them. So definitely, and like I, like I said, I try to go back and listen to Coheed and try to get back into it, like, now that my, I guess, my music knowledge is a little bit bigger than it used to be. So yeah. now I try to get into it be like, okay, this is obviously a dope band. People are obviously right. into them. <clears throat> obviously, you guys are into them. So I'm like, all right, let me let's go see. Let's go see what we can find. And personally, I mean in, in my like normal music that I listen to now, personally, I don't really vibe with it, with either of them. Right. Personally. It's just like I said, just from my just from my younger days, it would just be my chemical romance would be like my go-to emo-ish band, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, Coheed really—the only experience I had was Welcome Home, just look at that movie. That's pretty much it. I was, I was easily swayed by dope-looking stuff when I was younger. So, like, if it had, if it had any kind of like, oh yeah, we're about to go, about to go kill it, we're about to go do something. Like, we're about to, this is about to get you hyped for a football game or a track meet or a basketball game. I'm like, oh yeah, that's my stuff
0: right there. So like, so with, like I'm go. sorry. Um, so like, let's say, let's, let's go with uh, Bless the Fall. Like with with of Fall, I feel like they. I mean, between them and, and you know, I'll even I'll use Story of the Year as well. Like with, with those two, I feel like they lean a little bit more toward the, the the earlier feel. I guess um, they have a they have enough songs. I said between the two of them that you get more of that early feel of, of of emo. Like do you? I mean, as far as you and how you like how you view the the genre, since you you know, I mean, I'm not knocking you. I mean, you just came in at the tail end of it. Um, yeah. That, that's just that's, you know your your birth curse I guess um like <laughs> when, 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 you're, when you're viewing like but you know, when, when you're when you you know you're listening to you know Best of fall and, and and um and yeah and story of the year like like what I mean I don't really know where you were at mentally with all that stuff I, I feel like because we were all a little bit older like we were we, we went through some things you know what I'm saying like um yeah. obviously and so with, with emo, you know, it's a lot of it is just the stuff that you're going through. But, I mean, a big part of it is the angst. And a big part of it is, like, kind of breaking away from, you know, from the norm. Whereas ours may have been more of a, on a society level. More, ours may have been a, more on the, uh, the lines of, like, authority or or, or lack thereof. It, it just sounds like a lot of, of what, you know, of what you were dealing with was just, you know, um, just, you know, being in a strict home. And, you know, trying to figure yeah. out and identify who you were, you know, what you were about. Um, you know, like did a lot of this music say the bless the fall and story of the year Like did you, did you tend to identify a little bit more with that or was just like I just like how the music sounds
8: I mean it definitely I think it goes back to what Alyssa was saying Like when you were in middle school and you have a certain group of friends It was like either you're this or you're that right. So, like all of, all of my friends in middle school or in elementary school and all that were all like because I went to elementary school at a church so like all of my friends were all church kids. And then as soon as I got to middle school, freshman year of high school, all that stuff is when I started hanging out with those outlaw kids. So when as soon as I would hear like a little snippet of that, I was like, oh, shoot, this is something that I'm not supposed to be listening to. This is clearly not good for me. Well, this is that what, secular music. Yeah, they said like, oh, OK, well, this is obviously not this goes against everything my parents have taught me hell let's see what more we got and just, oh, yeah. dive, just dive into it and i think that kind of it kind of plays into now to the music i listen to now like it's not really on the emo side it's not really on the it's more of on the i guess you could say like the hardcore side metalcore death chord all that shit so i mean i guess i kind of have a feel i have a vibe with them now because they kind of lean more towards that yeah, know, yeah a little bit it's a little bit it's emo-ish for me. I feel like it's emo-ish, but it's also a little heavy. Like it can, yeah, it, can it can definitely get your it can definitely get your blood pumping and all that stuff. But then it has those moments where it's like, right here in the heart, right here in the feels. So I mean, it just, I, de- I definitely, I definitely am more of a fan of that heavier, heavier shit. So like that, blessed the fall and uh, all of them really paved, really kind of paved the way for me going from. Cause I cause like it went from gospel music to that, to I thought I was a thug at one point in time, so it was all rap music. Then when I went through all my traumatic shit, I was a redneck, so I was listening to sad country music. Oh somebody gave
4: this kid a freaking oh my Yeah, God. it was
8: it was bad. Yo, get her <laughs> her name tag. When, I tell, when I tell you I was easily swayed, I was easily swayed. Like oh, if I did, you already told us good. Oh, yeah, like if I like, if I like if I like if I if I dated a metal chick it was metal. If I dated a chick who thought she was a thug, it was, it was rap music. If I dated <laughs> if I dated a chick who was a redneck and looked good in cowboy boots. Hell yeah, I want to lift a truck and start spitting oh, my god. <laughs> Hence the truck nowadays. <laughs> um but but definitely like even when i was going through those phases of like okay it was rap music and air force ones or it was uh it was <laughs> it was wrangler jeans or Ariok boots or whatever <laughs> but i had three pairs of air force ones don't at me i don't care different, oh my different colors and the strap you you know, the strap never buckled it's whatever
0: um <laughs> so, <laughs>
8: exactly so oh my
0: gosh go drown yourself <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> but like throughout man. all of those phases these bands especially bless the fall and uh-huh. some of these bands were always on the rotation like like i I could literally be driving down a back road after just gone mudding in my truck or whatever and then bless the fall would come on and i would go through a whole vibe of just that Uh, yeah so like no matter what no matter how my attitude or my look on life or whatever changed they were always in that rotation so like like no matter like no matter what i could be hanging out with my thuggish friends trying to look cool or whatever i don't know and bless the fall, come on, and I'd be that dude in the back, like headbanging while everybody's just looking at me like I'm dumb. So it's that, that, I think that's also why I just vibe with them the most because no matter what traumatic shit or no matter what personality changes I went through, they were always, like I said, heavy in that rotation.
0: Not bad, I don't even have to ask Josh anything. He literally like, he broke it down. That's what's up. I was getting ready to, to freaking demolish him too. And I was like, i right, guess I gotta let him slide. Dang. Yeah. He's a dummy, but there's a genius up here. Don't worry. That's how I know you, cool because see how I said it? See what he did? He comes himself a genius. You, know, you can't do that. All right, Conny. All right. Um, I'll try to be quick because I already talk a lot. Uh- okay. You feel that? Whew. That's break time. I get tired of listening for too long. So let's chill for a little bit. Quick little break. Let's stretch your legs. Get something to drink. And then Mosey, right back. And let's listen up to The Corner of the Circle. Let's get started with the next part. Um, um I'm just going down the list. I we just made the list. Uh the first one I have is uh, Poetic Tragedy by the Use. Um I mean it is what it is, dude. The the use is the use. Um, I mean there's there's a lot of ones. Um, there's a lot of songs that, that I wanted to pick, uh, but I tried to pick pick ones that, one that you know could be really good. What I'm looking for intro intro songs for people that are actually looking to get into emo, um, because there's some people that actually want to try, but they just don't know, you know, which ones go with So, I picked a lot of songs that like really either kept me in the game or you know, helped me like counter my other loves for other genres of music. Um, like when I hear them, um, Poetic Tragedy, uh, Tragedy, rather, um, is one of those, um, dude, every one of these bands that I have up, I've seen live, um, uh, and I can honestly straight up tell you. Like, dude, the Use is one of those bands, man. Like, you know what? You hear the voice, you out, you automatically go to a spot in your head. You know what I mean? Like, I automatically go back to board Tour. I like, I can remember, <laughs> I can remember watching, uh, having, uh, I think it was Aiden. Aiden was playing, and they're like, "All right, the Use is up next." I dipped, like, ran across the field. You know what I'm saying? In my checkered vans to watch the Use play. Um, because I wanted to hear poetic tragedy, I wanted to hear that song. Um, and you know, and I just always felt like it was real cool that they got a little bit of shine in the movie Grind. Because you know, I, I was a skate kid, and <laughs> the was in the back <laughs> at the very end, I'm like, "Yo, they resolved their problems, they resolved the issues." And you know, poetic tragedy is playing in the background. So I just, you know, I mean, and like I said, and I don't. There's a lot of songs that that you hear, you know, and there's a lot of lyrics that always come to mind. But anytime I hear like. You know the cup is not half empty, as pessimists say. Like that, just, just always in my head. So I mean, I don't. That's always spoke volumes to me. Just as far as like, just the song in the the, you know the the. that's the tone that was said as soon as like he said those words. So um, that's why I, I chose poetic tragedy. Um, Sayon say bro, Voices is one of those songs that if you don't know who the band is, you hear that song, you know exactly, you know who, and you know and what that band's about. Um again uh much like we talked about with 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 koheed um that 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 voice I mean and it's weird because like I, I try not to speak on just the lead singers but rather the the group as you know as a whole um when you hear a when you hear the lead from from kohe you know like that's a very distinct voice when you hear a voice from Pearl jam you know that's a very distinct voice um say so it seems the same way when you hear that voice you know for a fact like that is a very distinct voice. There's not another voice you'll ever hear like that. Um, same thing with Incubus. Um, there's there's voices that you're like, there's you you identify that voice with that band and no other band, regardless if they went to some other band. Um, and so with with Say of Sin, Voices was one of those. You know, I I got to see them when they were at, like the height of their popularity. Um, you know, like you know, they were selling they weren't selling out stadiums, but they were selling out shows. Um, you know, and I went all the way to Baltimore to watch these dudes, man, and you know, like I was, you know, I was, I was at the point in time when there was not a lot of black faces in emo crowds, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, I was literally the only black person there, um, dude. And you know, that song comes on, and I mean, I mean, I, I'm a crybaby. I mean, I'm bawling my eyes out, you know what I mean? And I'm mean, with my girlfriend. My girlfriend at the time like bought me front row tickets to, to watch the guy, Um, and there was literally only one row of seating. In that whole venue, and I got the front row center, and dude, I just—I I mean, like Larry, I, I, I can—I I can smell the smells, I can like, you know, I can taste the the, the still, of the sun and water. Um, like I can, I literally—I remember exactly where I was at, exactly what I was watching, exactly what I was wearing, and just like the way I felt when when I heard that song. You know, when I just heard like the first three, you know, first three notes, I'm like, oh, it's a rap. So, um, you know, Voices is one of those where you know, like. You may not know the lyrics to it, but you know, you know the chorus. You know what I mean? And it, you know, it was one of those like everyone, you know, kind of sang in unison, man. It was, it was real dope. Um, I mean, those people that know me, they know it's it's no stretch of imagination. Silverstein is one of my absolute favorite bands. Um, I'll literally fight behind it. Um, dude, I absolutely love Silverstein, man. And so the first one I ever heard from Silverstein in my life. Um, because I was I was really big, I mean I was big in the hip hop. I mean, I always have been, but um um I heard Smash, Smash the pieces. That was the first song that I ever heard from Silverstein. And I just was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, what is this dude? You know, that was like that, that was emo slash screamo at it's like I mean it, it pretty much encompassed into one song. Um like bro, maybe when you realize I'm dead, you realize what you did to me, like what did you say what he said? Let me run that back, and I don't know, man. Like I just, you know, like still to this day, man, it's, it's 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 top set music for me. Um, it's a go-to song for me. It's in almost every playlist that I've ever made, regardless of it's hard music, regardless of it's rap. Like somehow it sneaks into there. Um, I just I, I you know like I said I they're just one of my favorite bands, and um you know the music that they've always made has always kind of spoken to me. Um. I feel like they they were one of the few bands that made it out of that emo screamo era um and were able to kind of you know evolve their sound um but rather than going pop they went heavier and you know what I mean but it, they've been managed they've managed to tie in their old music with their newer music um almost seamlessly um and so you don't feel like you you you've missed a bit you know and I know I you know I talk a little shit on Thrice me you know I feel like they have they have had the, the the same potential of time the music in seamlessly from the old to the new, but I felt like there was such a big gap from the old to the new. It, it kind of hurt my heart. Because I really thought, I really think that Bryce is one of those bands that, you know, you know, while they still make great music to this, like to this day, they're they're gonna be remembered for their first two or three albums. Um whereas, you know, Silverstein is one of those, like, dude, they they continued to grow. Um so um again, smash the pieces, it's one of those that like when you hear it, you know you heard it. Um Thursday again, that's my them and they're like this. They're they're neck and neck for me. Um dude, full collapse. Shit, just like Broken Easy, full collapse. I can sing it cover to cover. Every single song, every single word. Um, this particular song, Hole in the World, man, that was that was me for me. Like that was like the point in my life like I, as emo as emo could be in my life, like that was my point. You know what I mean? Like I was in a trash relationship. You know what I mean, and still in the point where I was about to try to ask a girl to marry me that I didn't belong being with, she didn't belong being with me. But I mean, we're gonna make it work. And like, why my parents don't want her? Why do her parents not want me? Like, blah blah blah. I was I was just in a state. Um, and I would literally drive. This is no joke. I would drive six hours every other day to go see her. You know what I'm saying? For two or three hours, and then drive back. You know, because I was, you know, I was in college at the time, and I was, you know, um, trying to get a few degrees at the same time. So I was. I was going through it, man. Like, I was going through it big time, you know. Uh, and so, this song always reminded me of driving from Texas to New Mexico. I mean, every other day, um, you know, it, it was weird to go from West Texas, where it's like absolutely no, no anything, to get into Eastern New Mexico, where all of a sudden there's snow and everything. And so, I just remember, I was remember playing that song when I got to the Texas, New Mexico border, every single time I played that song. Um, and so, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it always played a special part. Uh, in my heart, so um, that's why Hole in the World is there because I literally had a hole in my world at that particular point in time. So I just felt it was you know only um, only appropriate that I added that to this list. Um, See you in the shallows. That was the first song that I ever heard from Thrice, and I am willing to box with any grown man that says that is not the banger of all bangers from Thrice. That song, if it doesn't get you in the mood to get up and go and go do something, you're you're a corpse. Um, I can, you, I can I can honestly I can honestly tell you I have at least five scars in my body because of that song because I was like no I can take 24 24 steps I can take that put on thrice dude I got it I got it um I freaking that was that was like the number one song on my skating playlist and it was the number one song on my snowboarding playlist um dude thrice is one of those again that's a voice that you hear you like oh my god but it's weird because First two and a half albums, I would say two and a half because I feel like the, the, the voice and, and the delivery changed after third album. Um it doesn't sound the same, doesn't feel the same for me, for me. Um, but thrice is one of those. I just feel like thrice is such a heavy hitter. Um, in the whole genre of emo slash does not exist without Thrice. They, it does not exist without them. And and you're you're a fool to say that it exists without those guys. Like they are literally the the they're they're one of the the the, the life rafts that, that keep people alive as far as that genre goes. So I mean, big ups to anybody that <laughs> that, that that loves thrice. Um y'all over Mayday Parade. It is what it is, man. I actually used to loathe Mayday Parade. It wasn't a lot. obviously cheers. Like, I can hear those guys. Um, I just felt like there's not a lot of combination that you're gonna hear two powerful voices in one band that are willing that can kill it like they did. And they just they complement each other so well. Um, you know, I mean, I think the first song I ever heard from them was Miserable at Best, and then I heard Jamie all over. I'm like, yo, these are legit, legit. Um, and they're one of the few bands you know that they sound better acoustic than they do, you know, with like you know, like full set behind them. So, I mean, Mayday Parade, I can't believe I even like these guys right now. Um, <laughs> Nikki FM, Hawthorne Heights, I mean, let's be real, I mean, I. Nikki FM is just Nikki FM, and, and you know, I mean, while, you know, they, you know, lo- losing the key band member, you know, obviously kind of killed their sound a little bit, um, dude, Hawthorne Heights, you know, in, in that particular song, again, that's a go-to, like, you play that, that's top-set music, bro, like, you play that, you're probably gonna add at least two or three more miles per hour, you know, um, you know, to the dash, like, when you're driving, um, you gotta do something stupid when that song plays, you're gonna try to put an extra couple kilo on that bad boy, um, when Nikki FM is playing, um, and you can never go wrong with it. So again, um, Hawthorne Heights. Should I, should I just saw them <coughs> a few months ago. Corona killed a lot of kind of concerts, but I was, I'm glad I got, at least got to see those guys. Um, and then my final song, which I felt like they don't get a lot of shine because of the time, because they, they came in at a dead spot, uh, in the, in the whole genre, Bayside, Devotion and Desire. Dude, Bayside is, that dude's voice is re- damn ridiculous, dude. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, I honestly feel like he has the best voice of that whole era. I really feel like he has the absolute best voice of that era, um, and he'll he'll probably never get credit for it. But um,
6: that, that, whole, that whole
0: album, that whole album that 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 whole album um, of their that self-titled album was an absolute banger. Um, and Paulo pointed out earlier, like a lot of these bands, uh, and Jordan did as well. A lot of these bands they they had a one, they had a they never were, you know, like. There's, there wasn't such thing as a one-hit, you know, one-hit wonder uh, with um, with emo bands, but they usually were like a one-album wonder. And I felt like uh, Bayside—they—they they were almost one of those type of bands that almost had like a one-album wonder. Um, but I mean, because his voice was so strong and because the songwriting was, you know, so good, they were able to get a couple, squeeze a couple good ones out. Um, so um, that, that was my—that's—that's that's my people. That's—that's that's what I chose. Uh, again, a lot of those are. Uh, you know, obviously they're are a lot more um, you know prevalent in terms of people hearing them in in terms of rotation. So I I feel like I just tried to think of like what are some good songs people could listen to right now that would kind of get them hooked and addicted to to this this genre. And I feel like a lot of those, at least at least five of those, are really good ones that will can get you hooked. Um, next up, we have the man, the myth, legend, and actually the only one that's acts an active musician, um, uh, Mr. <laughs> It, and he's always snacking. Dude. You're always snacking, dude. What are you talking, <laughs> are you talking about? about? I only do it for, for promotional purposes. <laughs> <laughs> you see what happens? dude? You you, you No, you always over, doing a review he, on something. He some. switches over to Olympic lifting, all of a sudden, he's all freaking Sir Snack. I'm, all right, that's what it is, dude. I was doing the same thing when I was powerlifting,
7: too, man. I'm just l- less chubby now. <laughs> Must be nice. <but> I'm <laughs> right, fine. All right, you got to stay follow, in the one hundred five. Well, i'm 102 now baby um all right so not in like any particular like list at all i just started naming songs that like were like heavy in my rotation when i was a teenager
4: uh-huh.
7: um so i've got the song called last goodbye by um, my american heart that band not they weren't very big like at all but the same right. thing with uls like you know with like you saw like you know, dark folk in, like, you know, playing in bands and, and shit like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of brown Asians, like, doing the same damn thing. You you know? Know? <laughs> they're from San Diego, so, you know, they're brown Asians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm over here, I was like, oh, man, they're like me, but, you know, I'm down here, and they're, like, up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but on- honestly, like, their songs, when I first got it into, like, the whole, like, emo scene and emo core scene, I feel like their song was very, very, like, you know like that style you know what i mean like right. that kind of style of like music or whatever and it just made it so much cooler that they were like brown asians you know what i mean like southeast oh, yeah. Asians. so it's cool um you know was, the the singing too was like something that was like new to me it was like that super like young teenager like whiny singing
4: yeah <laughs> And I'm over here and just like, yes,
7: yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <This is good. laughs> uh, but, you know, th- I mean, that's why that song, like, kind of means a little bit to me because, you know, just my people doing things that I started wanting to, like, gain interest in and wanting to do. Right. Next one is a uh, Seo Sin um, Bury Your Head. Same Ooh. album that, dude yo so yeah i got into i got into seo when they still had anthony green so like i listened to like you know trans translating the name you know all that stuff and but then i was like all right cool i want to see if i can find more stuff like on them and this was like before like you know all those like streaming services so you really had to dig for like these bands and stuff pure volume let me say pure volume myspace you know any homies that were like super super deep and like their music and like to know yeah. their shit <laughs> so i um uh, you know i tried looking up stuff and you know anthony green's um presence in that band was kind of short-lived you know yeah. for like when they first like came out or whatever and then they got this guy cove rubber who his like debut like full-length album, basically album was uh you know the the white um uh the one with the beetle on it um, yeah yeah, so Bury Your Head, that was like one of their like, singles and they had a music video for it, like a live music video. I was like, yo, this is so sick. Like, Sayosin got better and like the singer Cove, like seriously like sounds just as good, you know, as I like you know, Anthony it, Green or whatever, off. you know, like that's
0: the, that's the <laughs> <laughs> You
3: can hear Bailey again? <laughs> she just walked in.
0: Oh no, I didn't hear the dog. I was fucking trash to Apollo over here. About... It's not an upgrade. <laughs> no no but he, like, he,
7: he, he he held his he held his own like really, really well, man, and I loved the shit out of that album, like front to back. that's one of those oh albums, it's, it's a great dude all from from far better to learn all the way down, dude, like you could easily play that and be like, oh man, this is like it didn't lose like it's like momentum like or anything right. <laughs> so and then another um number three um bloody romance by a census fail, <laughs> like you know like like you know Jordan was saying. Um, since this failed, like that was like one of the like, like, like bigger name, um, emo bands that I got into when I was, when I was a kid. And, um, you know, all my friends were listening to them. I was like, Oh, I want to listen to them too. You know, I want to be cool. And like, I was like 16, like 15, whatever. And these guys are from New Jersey and they were, they had like a, like a heavy sound and, you know, they did it really well with like, you know, the clean stuff and everything. And like Buddy's yeah. voice was super, super identifiable. You know like their singers voice, but you know like that was a little bit short-lived like I, w- I only got into like their first and their second album you know after let it unfold you i was like uh, uh, i wasn't feeling anything you know like, it's
0: the two album curse dude you know bro. what i mean like, it's like
6: the calling so the first thing like, like
0: oh, i don't man. feel it dude. <laughs> yeah i think they just start eating after that you know what i'm saying like you know it's like starving yeah you know what i mean like starving as an artist man so like you i mean because you you definitely hear hunger and you definitely hear, you know what I mean, like the 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 pain, so to speak, in those first couple albums. You get to album number three, you probably you've got a con, you probably got a nice little contract. You know, yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
7: So you're just trying to like, just trying to collect the paycheck or whatever. Yeah, just, you, just, you know, you're just your putting out oh, yeah. whatever you can come up with. Right. You know, it, it is hard for bands to like keep putting out like like Good heat after heat after heat, especially if you've like been active as long as you know census fail has they've been active since like 2003 dude 2002 or whatever and um so yeah there's um there's that band um and then number four uh let's see this one is um right side of the bed by atreyu so they, they they were i i feel like they were like you know kind of like they were pretty emo like not only because of like the lyrical content like you know tina was yeah. saying but you know like, you would see like you know little um gifts or like stuff you could put on yeah. your MySpace, space whatever dude yeah. homeboy alex had like this red like eyeshadow everything oh, yeah. was, like, doing the thing like you know like i'm like oh they're just like us you know like, they're not <laughs> they're not like just like heavy like but you know what atreyu like was like one of those bands that Kind of progressively moved myself into like heavier music because they were yeah. definitely heavy you know and um this this isn't this isn't emo or anything but as i lay dying literally my favorite metalcore band of all time hours. yeah dude yes yeah yes oh dude i had the pleasure of touring with them two years ago so that dude, was it don't uh, you,
11: boy i see you I mean,
0: so, uh, <laughs> right now <I'm laughs> okay, <doing> so,
7: uh, <laughs> so <laughs> i think i, I think that,
3: emo did that for a lot of
7: people so, is it that it, band got me like wanting to start playing music and then i got all into like all these emo core bands and stuff and i was like oh man the energy on these sh- like at these shows are like so sick you know like I, you know i started playing, learning how to play guitar when i was like 13 and at this point i'm like trying to learn like my favorite riffs about like all these like songs or whatever and yeah. it just kept me like wanting more and more and more and atreyu was definitely one of those like heavier bands that kind of yeah. moved me to the but like I said, you own the first two like albums, and after that, I was like, ah, cool. yeah, man. <laughs> Death Grip but on after, yesterday, I, I, I was like,
0: oh, okay. much, I didn't. Fucking yeah, you hit the scene like on straight one thousand, and then like yeah. it feels a lot, they fill it out. They filled it out quicker than they came into the game. I know that sounds bad, me saying it, and that's where I'm not being a hater. You know what I mean? But, like, but, I, but it's kind of true,
7: man. Because look, I went to South by So What. It was a big festival in like the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, they they headlined. Um, one of uh, they headlined i think the 2017 year or whatever i saw their crowd dude it was literally half as like all the other bands that played like before them like even yeah. during the day like at like one in the afternoon i'm like oh man you know what i mean i'm what over happened? here like l- like jamming like their like old hits and then like those like <laughs> like
11: two songs off the album
7: yeah dude seriously anything <laughs> off the curse and then, like, one song off of like Suicide Notes. And yeah, it's like, all right, cool, I can start driving yeah. home now. It takes five hours to get home. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you guys yeah, remember you those, those, those uh, DVDs that record labels would send out with a bunch of the um, music videos on them? Dude, Victory did a
0: bunch. Trust dude, trust yeah. yeah. me. Victory was like the king of putting out like extra promo DVDs. I'm like, and at that time, you like. None of us even had DVD players, dog. So I was like, all right, I gotta you go put to put in the stuff. computer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, bro, I was broke. If I don't have a DVD player, you think I have a computer? Yeah, I mean,
3: like, got <laughs> that. cover of them was so good. Like, um, remember that band, Haste the Day, that yeah, they had dude. the, the yeah. video with all the kids walking around in skeleton suits. <laughs> I always remember that one. And then that that um. Uh, we were talking about he is legend in the, in the chat that that song, the seduction is one of the best yeah. videos ever with all the puppets. Whoa. So good. <laughs>
6: all right. So like the
7: Pretty next song I got is, um, a song called "Streetcar" by a funeral for a friend. It was off of their second album. Um, their first album was sick, but I think their second album, um, hours, I think it's their name of that, uh, album, um, it was just like way like more put together. I think like it was heavier in a sense. Like the music was like like faster, like heavier. Wait, you know, the sing the same was. The, huh? Do you
0: think the Do you think the second album was better than the first?
7: Um, I'm gonna say yes because at that time, <laughs> at that time.
0: No, it, I'm not hating. Like, no, no, no. I'm listening. I'm listening.
7: <laughs> no, dude. Bullet Theory, Juno, like all those like songs, like. <laughs> from, the, like, the first album, like, we're, they were all sick. But this one, like, I was just getting more into just, like, the riff, you know what I mean? Like because wow. oh, just... yeah,
0: you're, you're an artist, dog. Like, me, I'm just, I mean, I'm over, I'm a fly on the wall. I'm just trying to listen to music, you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. But, I, but like, I... yeah, so,
7: like, Streetcar, of the riff, the... 있어서...
0: Yeah, <vomitape> <aspiration> <�odiana> so I'm over here, I'm like, yeah, I'm
7: so sick, you know what I mean? So, like, that's why I put that song on there. Like, I'm not trying to, like, you know, like, cohesively, like, at, like, the music as it's put together, like, the first and that second album <laughs> literally like the
0: only two. Oh, no, yeah. the, the first album was like, you know, you're in a garage playing, and the second album was like, oh, we actually have we have an engineer. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> you know well, we we have a budget now. We can spend like, money wait, on this. Are you saying we don't have to use my mom's Plymouth to get to the studio? All right, that's <laughs> a bet. Um, like, I Dude. mean, no, I mean, no, not. I just, like, I mean, I can only really think of, like, two songs from that second album, and I'm like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Like, that's all mm-hmm. I remember, Two. Um, That first album, I was like, oh, they went in. But I think a lot of it's just that shock factor, that shock value. I'm like, yo, this band is dope. Mm-hmm. I don't think you ever forget, like, how you feel <laughs> when you first hear a band, regardless of whatever that band was. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are always tied to that first time hearing them. Usually, the first time you're going to hear them is going to be the first album. Um, yeah,
7: yeah. Please continue. My bad, buddy. No, no, no. It's okay um so yeah that's why i chose streetcar because the riff (laughs) all right next is um Emorosa. the past should stay dead so i chose that because like at the time
6: man
7: so like at the time like i was like i was heavy into like johnny craig when he was like in Emorosa, and then after that he moved over to dance gavin dance but dude the way like johnny craig you know his voice is super undeniable dude like he's got that rasp he's got that (laughs) range And it sucks that he's such a druggy dude. He just ruins every single, like, thing that he's in. And it sucks, man. It sucks so bad. Because that's, like, that's such wasted talent. And I, God, I feel so bad. But that, the energy of that song, Past Stay Dead, it's just, it's, it's hype. It's got, you have uh, Johnny Craig's, like, just singing. Like, literally, like, it starts off at, like, a 10. And it just, like, stays all the way through. And I thought that was sick. Next. I for that one. Next, man, whatever
0: <laughs> no i'm saying no i'm not i'm saying you're saying like you know starting at a 10 and he stays at a 10 you know what i mean like yeah like all the way through they, the song Oh well you know what yeah, like,
4: i'm gonna not, no, right.
0: no, even i, 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 I want to say like halfway halfway you know it drops off at like a 9.5 okay maybe. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you're right, right. You like at the, remember at the end of that hole though
7: yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, eh, it's just uh, like
7: yeah.
0: He's like, nah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I guess
7: I was just saying in comparison to like some of the other like emo songs that were kinda like kinda start off slow or whatever. But yeah, I yeah, guess I mean, you could say it from like a ten down to like maybe a seven.
0: Yeah, but he picks but I mean it picks back up though. I mean in terms yeah. of I mean, like the, the like the music the musicality picks back up as you get yeah. toward the, end the But song. it's like they don't repeat
7: or like a lot of other like a lot of bands like back in the day, they never like repeated like a riff. They would just yeah. like, keep moving to like yeah. a different riff so like there really wasn't any sort of like cohesiveness. No. It's just like, oh, it's a bunch of the or it's like,
0: no. we'll get one.
7: So, like, what part is he on? Oh, the f- eighth part. Like, <laughs> you know?
0: Just, did you hear the words? You know, <laughs> is that the part where I hurt? Just go to I hurt. <coughs> I hurt. Yeah, man. Like, die, like, die man. Amorosa. I... Okay, I lied. <laughs> That's on me, bro. I, I hate it on your list. You know what I'm saying? You know, I guess. <laughs> You know what I'm i I was hating hard on this list. Really. Yeah. I was like, nah, man, nah,
7: freaking Alyssa has the dopest list, bro. <laughs> we, we we all respectively have some like fire, man. Like we were all in this sh- together. You know what I mean? So that's what's that's what does dope. All right, next one is definitely not as heavy as any of, like the other ones I've done. It's um, I want to hear you sad by the early November. That that was when like you know like i was just deep into like my emo-ness like i was trying i was thinking i was thinking to myself i was like oh this is the kind of person i am (laughs) you know what i mean i was (laughs) was like you were trying to figure out who you were whatever like no way anything is ever
3: going (laughs) to change exactly (laughs) like i'm
7: always going to be a size 14 in girl pants i'm always going to wear studded belts and then you know uh youth large like polo shirts like <laughs> you know what i mean but <laughs> oh, you gotta be able to see the belt <laughs> oh yeah and it's over the belt loops and to the side by the way right yeah yep. oh, um, yeah you go to Hot Topic and you buy the biggest like thickest like studded belt you can find none oh yeah of, none of the, none of that like you know two
0: stud thing it's gotta be like six studs bro <laughs> it's, gotta be like, yeah, it's got if it's not three to six then like you really Yeah and you gotta save all your little allowance money to get there for
3: absolutely no reason.
7: And if you were like a, sk- a skater back in the day, you would like take out some of the studs and you would like make words and stuff on the back of your
4: belt yeah! and stuff. Oh, my God. Oh, my God.
7: Y'all remember that? I definitely did it. I
9: did. <laughs> and push them into the backpacks to make words. Oh, yeah, so
0: yeah.
9: Backpacks. Mm. Oh, no, those holes were
0: sharp, you, man. You know about sharp. The safety pins? You got to put the safety pins to the front uh, of the belt? Yeah. Like, man, oh, dude, I was, oh, my God, bro.
7: I think at one point, I tried to be way too skater, even though I wasn't a skater, and I used, like, a shoelace as a like as a belt.
0: That's what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. I, always use, yep. I, always, I always use my shoelace as a belt, and then I would take my study belt and put it over. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah, I'm, so you did like, like, to just... let it out, like, you got to let it, like, three or four sizes. So it just hangs down like long enough so like people see like yo he's got a belt and of course if you don't have the chain wallet then you're straight up posing oh i, abs- I had two <laughs> I had, I had, I I had, had two chains <laughs> oh yeah. I had
7: two chains <laughs> one l- one longer
0: than the other so that you had Yeah like man right. you had the double Hell, yeah. <laughs> oh my god man. Uh,
7: man my cheeks hurt from just reliving that
0: bro <laughs> what are you thinking
7: so yeah oh. but like but like that song like you know ace enders he's like he's an awesome like you know songwriter too like right uh but that whole entire like you know song was just like it was nice it was catchy it was groovy like that yeah. song was like the the first uh the first song i ever learned how to play drums so, i was like oh man this is fun you know what i mean but then like the the but then the lyrics are just like so God, I'm better off without you. Like you know what I mean? It's like yes, I am. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that definitely like made it onto the list because that's when I thought I was just like yes, I am like just emo. I'm a sad boy. Like
4: <laughs> a sad boy. Sad.
0: <laughs> Freaking guy. And then I, I like, want to ask, ask you about this one um, because it just like I. I the knife uh knife versus face
7: round one (laughs) yeah
0: i need you to elaborate i need i need you you so
7: so the the band like drop dead gorgeous it didn't i felt like this was like the epitome of like emo like core sound more core than like emo but still pretty emo because like the opening line is, you know, like, stab me directly in the heart, watch me bleed, but it's just, like, super, like, almost, like, metal-y, like, it was, like, right. heavier than, like, all the rest of them, and then the screaming was just so high-pitched and whiny, and at the time, like, all these, like, emo kids that were, like, getting into, like, the heavier stuff, like, this was, like, this was the jam, you know what I mean? And, like, they only had that, like, one album, and honestly, this was, like, the only song that I, like, fucked with, like, <laughs>
0: that whole entire album, so... I want to ask you this. I got to ask you this because I want to see what your reaction is. And honestly, I don't even know if anyone's ever thought about these guys or they've thought about them, but maybe haven't heard about them in a minute. Shoot is what we aim for. Dang, dude, I haven't heard that name in forever. Curse oh, of Curse. Oh, man. I wanted to put that on there, but I'm like, man, dude, I don't know. Like, I, I mean – Guilty pleasure. Yeah. it really is. Like, <laughs> I was, I was like, I, I ask Apollo questions because he like his reactions like a lot like mine. Like, no, no, like, like when you hear when you hear that cute is what we aim for. I mean, does that belong? Would that belong on this list? Do you feel like it belongs on this list, or or you know they just up outside the box?
7: I would say yes, man, because like you know the whole emo like like genre like it it's you know there's definitely identifiable like sounds and like Mm -hmm. bands and songs but then like you know a lot of us i say us like emo kids like us (laughs) like we all listen Uh, to like different different shit like more heavy than not more kind of poppy than not more you know right this and that so you know i would say yes like i would like like i said like at the drive-in you know like motion city soundtrack like all those like bands i'd be like yeah absolutely like that's because that's what we all like listen
3: to you
4: know what i mean
3: you know what my my perspective of bands like that was is, it was like there were these bands that were just making music and they kind of had this shared experience and came to uh a uh a new genre and then there were bands that tried to fit the genre and I, I, <laughs> yeah. that's that's what it sounded like more to me than something authentic you know that,
0: yeah. I feel like those a lot of those bands kind of came in <laughs> they came in when there was like a window of opportunity like alright cool There's, some bands have died out we know this is you know either you were very very talented as a band and you know I mean obviously you stood out or you didn't have to have much talent to have a band you yeah. just have to have like you know a nice gimmick or whatever and yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean like, I know if I sing like this, then I'll probably get some people you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. and, like, with cute. Cute is what we aim for. Like, I mean, I never really thought they were dope, but that Curse of Curves was always like such a guilty pleasure. I'll mm-hmm. openly admit that because, like, those emo kids were like, dude, you listen to what? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, mm-hmm. nah. You know what I mean? Like, you're you getting a radio play with those guys? But I'm I'm, I'm always like, you know, like, kind of curious as to what people think. Like, you're like, man, well, why didn't anybody put them on there? Like, I. I personally didn't know if they belong because they just were so short lived. They were so, mm-hmm. eh, you're really kind of on the outside looking in. Um, yeah. I, I want to kind of ask you about that, Paolo. Um, I also wanted to ask you about, I mean, in particular, Atreyu. Um, yeah. Like, obviously, you know, Right Side of the Bed, mm-hmm. like that whole the, the whole album, The Curse, is just fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in and, and Atreyu, they, that kind of came, it came and went the way they came and went, and it is what it is. But Atreyu did a lot for. I mean, for for kids like us that needed that bridge to go harder,
4: <laughs>
6: yeah, you know, absolutely. Like I feel
0: like they were one of the they were one of the few emo bands, if you want to call that emo slash emo mm-hmm. slash you know heavier heavier rolling bands that gave us that introduction into heavier music. Mm-hmm. Um, at least I know they were they were my bridge, um, and yeah. I remember when I remember when they when they came on the scene, how much <laughs> promo they did for those guys. Absolutely. I don't, know if you guys, I don't I don't know if you guys remember, but when a came in the game, like they're one of the few that they did. They were doing hell promo for those guys. Yeah. They, I mean, you know, they. On those that's how I. DVDs. That's how I
7: found out about them because Victory yeah. had that like
0: sampler. And I'm dude, like, right Victory, the bed, dude. What? Did you? I think Victory had like they had like one promo DVD that they gave out. Like there was like three or of you songs on that. I'm like, wait. So you're willing to tell me that they're better than all these other bands you have? Because I do not think <laughs> they were. Because well, I they, think I, because they did this. but Remember, they did the same thing with Aiden. Like yeah. When that Aiden came, up was like, with music, it was, oh, dude. Aiden's the, Aiden's the lick, and then like. As Aiden was kind of like, "Hey, boom!" Like they felt they had mm-hmm. a sharp fall. As they were in the middle of their sharp fall, then a Treyu starts coming in the game, and dude, they pushed a Treyu like, dude, they pushed them like a wheelbarrow, bro. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. you know, it. I was kind of glad they did because it, it was one of my first, my first, I guess, one of my first, you know, introductions into harder music. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and I understood what they were saying because all I ever knew was like, like deathcore and horrorcore. You know what I yeah. mean? So I didn't know that. You could understand what the guys were saying, you know what I mean? Like, so for me, that was I always loved how it sounded. Mm-hmm. I love the riffs, I love like, you know, I love the, you know, the, the the double bass. I loved all that, but I did not understand what they were saying. If I couldn't understand what you're saying, I didn't want to listen to it. Yeah, well see with, with
7: Alex, like his the way he like screamed, it was very much like head voice. So he was like faking the scream just in his throat. So it wasn't really screaming from like
6: he, yeah. wasn't
7: he wasn't. used to diaphragm at all. It was all, nah. it was all. It was all necky throat. Yeah. Neck yeah throat. You. You. You turn the. You turn the. The volume and the gain up on your microphone or your system. You tell your sound guy, I can't hear myself. It's like, well, why don't you scream like for real?
0: Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, especially. I mean, once you see him, like when you see him live, like, oh yeah, dude, they're definitely a studio. They were like, they were a studio. Yeah. They were a studio band. You know what I mean? Like, I'm. Yeah. I mean, I'm ashamed to say it, but they were a studio band. Um. My bad, dude. I just keep cutting you off. Um,
7: no, I mean that. That's basically it. Like you know, those were my eight. So that was a lot of fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was a lot I'll, of fun, lady. Never... One last one, and then we'll. we'll I'll, I'll get out of here. I'll get out of here. Um, obviously, um, I, I want to know: is, is there anything behind? Uh, anything behind streetcar? Is there any, like any particular story behind Streetcar, or just uh, not these- really, yeah. not really a story? Like, I
7: was already listening to like Funeral for a Friend, and then I found out about that second album, and then this was like at the time when I was like, you know, just super into like, you know, just like learning riffs on like guitar, right. and Streetcar was just like, Duh, dig-a-dun, 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 so, like I'm like, you know, man, like the way he's singing the melodies, he's he's singing, and like like the drive of like the song and it like that whole entire song i thought was just like so like pleasing to listen to you know what i mean that's really it
0: that's dope like i just i don't know I like we have like almost all bases covered in terms of like you know we have musicians we have young stars we have everybody in this bad boy so i mean kind of seem like this the impact of the music genre and you know in its you know just in its entirety how it yeah plays. now we have that's rocky it. Jeez. What's up, y'all? <laughs> what a big With rock! Day. <laughs> uh, Rock's got a good list too, man. You know, Rock's got a real good
4: list. we oh, got some heat on <laughs> it, baby, boy. All right, you're on. You know,
11: I try, I try to do what I can do. Uh, well, first off, I want to say, uh, I had a couple from your initial list that I was gonna put on, but I let you have those anyway, so I'm like, I'll let you have them, whatever. <laughs> uh, what whatever.
7: a good friend, yeah. good. right? Yeah.
11: What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, for sure, like what really got me going into like the emo scene and all that stuff, I guess you could say, was definitely Hawthorne Heights. Like you yeah. said, Nikki FM was one of those ones where it's just like, damn, man, like the blend of like the clean and the gritty with the screaming <laughs> and stuff. I was like, damn. And then they were like the big reason I went to my first warp tours. Like I had to yeah. see Hawthorne Heights, they were the ones I wanted to see. And it was just an epic warp tour, anyways, because right. my chemical remnants was <laughs> on the bill, damn. Ben Sevenfold, Atreyu. You name it, like they were all there. That was a big year, and I think it was '04, maybe '05. I think it was '04, mm-hmm. and so that's what kind of led me into that genre, getting into all those other bands, which I thought was super cool. So, right, yeah. that's, that's cool that that's you mine. said. That,
7: that's cool that you said Nikki FM and not like the typical is for lovers or like. Well, Ohio, you know, like I feel
6: like
11: that was a lot of them. Like Ohio for lovers was cool, but like, yeah, it was. FM so <laughs> so was the one bro. that I felt like you really felt that emotion through. You just like. You know, especially with the yeah. breakdown towards the end of the song, you know, just, yeah, there was, I felt like there was more emotion in that song versus the radio friendly "Ohio's for lovers. You yeah. Know, like exactly. that was the one, you know. I, will, it was, I,
0: will, I, will, I do agree with Rocky. I mean, because like the way Nikki FM just starts, like, I mean, you start with, like, yeah, i like, like, are you whispering? Like, are you whispering to me? Like, are you like you know? It makes you want to like yeah, he's Wait. whispering, and then all of a sudden, oh no! Just it. You have to scream in the back, like oh my god! Like that blend, like it's it's undeniable, man. Like I'm I'm, I'm with you. my bad rock. I mean, this. We're hyped up.
4: we like,
11: haven't like,
0: you know, even got one song in yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
11: just trying to lead into it, but yeah, I also had masterpieces. Masterpieces was a big deal. I had a like you said those those magazines you would get the the mix CDs that they would hand out, the sample CDs, all the DVDs, stuff like that. Smash the Pieces was a big one. So that was on there too. Uh, but leading into like the top eight uh, Algon trio I'm going to go with for time to waste. Yeah. Uh, epic video. Uh, Fuse TV, I would feel like played a huge part. And a lot of that growth with emo 2 versus MTV, MTV 2 yeah. Fuse TV was huge. They always covered Warped Tour. They covered a lot of these bands. And so, Alkaline Trio is one of those bands where I saw this video and just the intro with that piano with this song and then leading into it and the drums on this track was super sick. And I was like, damn, this is a dope song. And then the dude comes in super smooth with his voice and you listen to the lyrics and you're like, damn, this dude's spitting right now. Like This is some crazy, crazy lyrical content right now. I was like, this is wild. Like,
3: He's a- got one of those really unique voices too.
11: For sure. Mm. Almost crooning almost. Just really smooth, really different. And I was like,
3: I, mm, I like that word. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to pull out my dictionary.
11: <laughs> uh, next, I had a <laughs> AFI, The Leaving Song Part 2. Yeah, um, dude. I feel like that whole entire album was insane. Um, I bought that. I remember I bought this album at a Best Buy in shirts at the forum on a whim. I was like, hey, this is dope. And then It's crazy just like hearing this album versus their previous stuff, which is so much more punk yeah, so like how much more fast pace. You know, it's in your face, and they come out with this with such a growth for them, just something different. Of course, everybody knew "Girls Gone Gray and stuff like that, and "Sing the Sorrow." Um, but to me, the song that stood out was this one. It just had such that heavier, darker tone to it, and it's just like, like
0: it's just an insane song to me. It's just like the way that the way that like, your guitar fades in. Yeah, it, it fades in with an echo. You know what I mean? Like. Oh my god. And that voice dog. You know what I mean? For like, sure. That's one of those, like I and mean, we played a lot, you know what I'm saying? We played a lot in the gym and stuff like that. When we get a chance to That's top set that music, like I that that I mean, I'm pretty sure it was I forget what what's uh what video game it was on, but it was on like I think it was on Madden or something. Like I think play, so in the background when you create a player. Um Yeah. That that is one of the that's one of the songs, you know, like where they just I got into those guys late. I should say later. You know what I'm saying. So it, it's, it's it's just cool that you listen. When I when I as soon as I saw that when you when you put your pre list up, I was like, how did I forget AfI dog? How was kind of Such a heavy hitter. But please continue. I'm sorry, sir. And then next, I had a
11: Rise Against, Give It All. Uh, this is one of those ones that's like, like you're just angry. It just let everything. It was a release of a song. It was like you heard that song. And you just like. Going through, and especially if you watch the video too, it just like it was just a, a release of a song like, You're Angry, You're Mad, whatever. It's just like, ah, you just let it out that right. aggression. It was cool, fun song. And you know, and just every time I remember the first time I heard it live, I was just like, I went insane. I was like, This is such an epic song. It's like, This is dope, you know, and then, especially the crowd behind it, you know, like he's basically <coughs> in the crowd too, on top of it. And they just,
0: mm. ah, I was just, Rise, Rise Against Death has have some of the hypest fans that you will ever ever come across that's for sure
11: (laughs) uh see next i had circus survive the difference between medicine and poison is in the dosage um it was hard to pick this one because this whole album for me is like a top eight for me um Mm -hmm. it's just one of those ones that just blew my mind at the time anthony green's voice was just ridiculous i remember i'd go over to my homeboy's house they would get done jamming out and then we would hang out afterwards. You play some music, we're smoking out. And I remember just hearing this album and I was just like, What is this? And then just like it almost gave you that natural high. It was one of those albums I could just jam like in a dark room, just laying down on the ground, just like and listen to it, you know, just
0: it's a cover to cover. It's a cover to cover album. Yeah,
11: for sure. But this this was always one of the songs that always stood out to me. Um I had the pleasure of watching this. A couple years ago, they did this album from front to back, and it was just super dope live. Like it brought me to tears right off the bat with the first song, just because the whole entire crowd like behind it, and you could see Anthony Green on stage just like blown away, just from it. You know, just it was just Dang. amazing, just chills. You know, just awesome. Uh, I got
3: a and- funny Anthony Green concert story. <laughs> uh-huh. I right. said I've got a funny Anthony Green concert story. Shoot. So <laughs> we, I saw them like four or five times, but the um after one of their shows, he he or at the start of their set, he walked out with a bag of potato chips, which as a singer is just a funny thing, anyways. But so he puts the bags, <laughs> puts the bag of chips down, you know, when his first lyric comes, and they finish their set, and and um they're you know the 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 guys on the stage are cleaning off the stage, and I I yell up and I, hey, can I have the rest of your chips? And um, the, the roadie laughs and he, and he looks at Anthony he said, Hey, he wants, he wants your chips. And he, he just laughs and he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And it, so <laughs> awesome. I was like 16 years old and I ate the rest of Anthony green's <laughs> bag of chips. And I kept onto the bag for years, but I don't know. Where I <laughs> <Hell yeah.
11: laughs> it was so, cool. Cause we actually had the chance to meet him a few years ago too. And we're walking up like at a meet and greet and stuff. And he just looks right at me. He's like, you're a powerlifter, aren't you? I was just like, yeah, I am. And he's like, I do a little CrossFit myself, you know, just like, <laughs> it's just super <laughs> random. <laughs> and it's super, super cool. He's a cool guy. We're he's just one of the nicest you'll meet. He's just so tiny, though, but he's
4: cool. That's so wow, Uh
11: Moving on here, I got at four at the drive in, one arm scissor. Um, just an Real epic. Time. Epic song, uh, to me is one of those songs, especially with how early it was. I mean, it was what 2000, 2001, maybe
1: that's
5: before time. Song,
4: dog. Mm -hmm.
11: I feel like definitely at the driving was ahead of the curve for what they were doing and putting out, you know, just insane. Like you said, Texas Boys, who are these dudes? The way he's singing that voice was just insane. Just to me, just ahead of the curve for what they were doing, just Uh. insane uh next another one uh atreyu the crimson was mine
4: yes
6: um, let's go it was
11: <laughs> i got into them because like i said first warp tour i think i had just got done watching hawthorne and then mm-hmm. right after that atreyu was on the same stage after them and these dudes just came out guns blazing just right. place, riffage breakdown circle pit Slam dance, you name it. I remember it's cool because uh, that year they covered a uh, "Shot Through the Heart" from Bon Jovi, mm-hmm. and they played it, and I was like, "What is this?" Like
0: it was, the, was so like, like oh four, it's, so... like it's like oh four, right? Like, yeah, that's 04. yeah,
11: uh, And yeah, they yeah, just had yeah. a sick breakdown, and just like man, like these dudes are crazy. And I remember the guitarist, he's like playing the. Uh, machine gun yeah. you know the machine gun they, wrists
7: are short little triplets. guitarist dan jacobs he's like a huge like hair metal like fan so
11: oh that's for why sure. he, de-
7: he that's why he does like everything he does and writes everything he I writes I mean didn't he <laughs> copy the whole
11: 5150 guitar from Van Halen too you yeah know? yeah dude yeah he had the same yeah, like yeah, style dude. signature and stuff yeah. um yeah. but the thing that really drew me in with Atreyu was the fact that like you said, that blend of the scream and the and the cleans, but mm-hmm. seeing the drummer do the cleans and singing the way he did, I was like, Yo, oh, this man. is playing the drums and he's drum, like- singing. Yeah. I was like, no way. It just blew my mind that he could do both. And I was like, and just without like, effort just like seeing him do it. It made me want to be a drummer. And that's when we pick up some sticks, you know, back in the day, yeah. Jim and I, and stuff. I was yeah. like, I want to be this dude, but I can't do nothing like it. You know?
7: <laughs> like, I heard them, I heard them after like under oath. I was like, Oh dude. So that's sick that, uh, you know, he's singing and like playing the drums at the same time. And then a trailer yeah. comes out. I was like, Oh, there's another guy that's doing the same thing. Like, it just blew oh, my mind. That? that Somebody could do that.
3: What was that pop band that the singer, the, the drummer from under oath. They almost made. Did. The, almost. the almost.
11: Aaron Gillespie?
3: Yeah, okay.
11: Yeah, it was right. the almost. Well, I'm
3: just going to say. I haven't thought about them in forever.
0: Collins, so.
4: <laughs>
0: I said what I said.
3: I said what I said. Or Uncle Jesse
7: from Full House. Thank you.
0: Ooh, talking about... Oh, yeah, John Stamos, but he didn't do it at the same time, though.
7: Hey, he was front and center in a couple of episodes. Like <laughs> the drums were <laughs> up front instead of the back. All I know is Phil Collins. Phil
0: Collins is, kiss, is the, the goat singing drum. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess you could say Dave Grohl, but I don't really remember Dave Grohl acting, singing, and, and playing drums. That dude's a musician. But uh, oh, please continue, Rock. My bad, bro. All
11: right, here we go. We got uh, number two, Chiodos. Baby, you wouldn't last a minute on the creek. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
11: uh, it's definitely one of those songs. Where I saw the video first from one of those like like Music Equals Life or something. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Like I got a compilation DVD, saw this song on there. It's like, yo, this is crazy. And then I saw them live and just Craig just had a crazy just presence about him. I remember just being like a tabletop where my feet were there, but my body's horizontal. Like the crowd was just swaying so much. It's just, Damn. they put on an insane show and just, I remember that song, it's just like one of those, like, like the meme or whatever, it was like the little kid. He's like, ah, that's how I feel like at the end of that song, you know, just, crank it up to 11 It's just like oh crap you know That's and then finally the last one is under oath it's a it's dangerous business walking out your front door mm-hmm. uh, again this, these were this That's was the top awesome. band at the time for me you go to warp tour you go to see under oath like they oh, held, without, without. they held the extra time slot the main stage whatever Probably four or five years in a row that I went almost every year, just they were the main ones, and everybody went and saw them, you know. And then I remember seeing them at White Rabbit years and years ago, and I'll never forget this song because this song was towards the end of their set, and then it gets to that middle part where it's kind of like chanting, and like the lights just go dark. That in the background was just their O just glowing back and forth, black and white. It was super dope, and then just hearing it, but it wasn't a backtrack. It was the crowd chanting it, the words, and it just gave me super chills. I couldn't believe it. And then it just hits in into that breakdown, and you're just like, ah, you just lose your mind. It was just insane. Like, even today when I hear it, that song, it still gives me chills. I'm like, this is, it was such an insane show, especially to be there and just get that same feeling every time I hear it. It's just, it's nuts. It's super cool. It's just like, it's, that one will always be like top spot for me for like emo, you know. Dang,
0: dude. you—you got a chance to see a lot of these guys, man. I mean, oh for sure, got... and like,
11: that's definitely thanks to Warp Tour. Honestly, like, yeah, if it wasn't Tour... for that, it would have had the exposure that have had
0: more than half of these bands. Honestly, I—I no. I mean, sure. honestly,
4: Tour is over. Yeah, it's. The
0: yeah. it work it was specifically for the emo kid, for the emo slash well, It started off as a punk summer camp, like back yeah. in '96,
11: '97. Yeah. It was a punk, yeah, was a legit punk summer camp.
0: And now it's you know, and I mean it's, But like I said, like we're 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 uh, we're the the few that can say, hey, we we literally saw the beginning, middle, rise and fall, you know, an end of a full genre of music. You know oh, I mean? for sure, including the festivals that came along with it. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's sad, you know what I mean. But I mean, it's it's something like you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, man. Like you know, when you talk to your kids about you know stuff like this, like like bro, like you know, you dude, if you ever heard a trade, you would do they, you wouldn't know what to do with yourself. Like what what's a tray? You you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the only trade I do at the time is from a never ending story, my the guy. Story for real. <laughs> so, you know, like. Where's Falcor? You like I that's as <laughs> you know. It's 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 just crazy. You know to, to look. I mean, in this, I'm just looking at your list right now, Rocky. Like, dude, like to Atreyu, they put on a show of all shows. You know what I mean? Like I, the way I look at it, like this, it's like I'm looking at it like you know Chiyota's put on a dope show. You know what I mean? But then Rise Against, it's a whole, it's a, it's a different energy. But they put on a show of all shows. You know yeah. what I mean? And then but then, if you go and watch Atreyu, Treyu could follow up a rise against and, and raise the level, you yeah. know. What I mean? and then you could follow them up with Oath and they can little shut it down, like you know. Like so, there's not one of these bands, you know. You know, like if and if you were lucky, if you are one of the lucky few that actually got to see at the drive-in, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, it took some work, dude. Like, oh, for sure, it took work to see at the drive-in, man. I, I saw him twice in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And I had to go to El Paso both times. You know how hard it is to get on El it's El Paso? Yeah, yeah. You, live at? you know what I mean? Like that's a drive. There's no flying. You know what I mean? Like to, to be able to see those guys at all, you know what I mean? Like, that's a show that a lot of people will never have an opportunity to see. You know what I mean? And, and I'm, not, in the prime. I'm not saying it just to say it, but like I put I put an ath a at driving show up there with any major band that you'll ever see. You know what I mean? Like, you got a better chance of seeing the Rolling Stones perform than you do seeing it at the driveway. And sure. I'm, not, I'm not being funny right now. I'm being <clears throat> completely serious about it. So, like, I mean, and a lot of us wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't have had, like, like you said, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to see it had not been for a warp Tour. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I mean, a lot of us said shit. My first, my, the only reason I ever bought bands was because of the warp Tour, dog. To be honest, so
9: it's a logo like on all their t-shirts. It was the freaking yeah. for bands.
0: Yeah, man, so, like, yeah. It's, it's 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 crazy. Like, um, I will ask you this: So, Rock, do you do you rather hear Anthony singing? Um, I, I guess for Teodos or for uh, Saleson. You mean Circa? Circa, my bad. Circa, Circa for sure. What
11: fight me? This I was always a bigger Circa fan than it was Seosin. Like, I like Seosin, but Circa to me, especially with that album, like, that was the first album I heard. And just to me, that one will always stick out with Anthony, like, hands Ooh.
3: down. I was a Circa fan because I was an Anthony Green fan. I think I, I, I guess I was I was aware of Sayosin before I was aware of Circa Survive. So I don't know. Like you said earlier, I think it's what, what you knew first kind of thing, probably. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I- I, but I do feel like I don't know. I feel like Circus Sound was just. I mean, I, I don't even want to sound like that. But I felt like Salesian Sound was just. It wasn't as as polished and as as dope. I guess you could say as 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 Circus Dude, Circus Circus shit was just fire. You know what I mean? Like it. They never really. You know what I mean? But I I feel like a lot of it had to do with the fact that I mean you know I mean. Anthony was more polished by the time he got to, to circus. So, I mean, you know, the, you know the sound that you want versus the sound that you're trying to find, maybe. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can, you know, have a better influence in, in terms of, you know, what you're trying to say and what you're trying to impact and who you're trying to impact as a result of that. Um,
6: yeah,
3: he I, was like he was like their singer. Go ahead. He, it was like he, it, he was their singer versus with with Circus Revive, it was his band, kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's dope. See, and they don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, circle man, they're they're dope. They, they will forever be dope. You know what I mean? But I always, <coughs> just, I think it's just you know that special place in my heart that I have for in. Um, I don't know. But then, then you know, I I remember doing that. Uh, we were, t- we Rock and I were talking about that. Uh, I guess what is it, the 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 tournament that they had with all the yeah, bands bracket. And stuff, like that, with, with all that, that the bracket, like, dude, there's so many bands that are left out on a lot of these brackets that people just they don't necessarily pay attention to. Like, I, you know, and and again, we we both kind of came to agreement that I mean, that you know, Cohi Co- probably didn't even really belong in that group, you know what I mean? Like, but and of course, had you know, I didn't even, I couldn't even believe that. I mean, I think Jordan, I think you and I kind of talked about, or maybe it was Alan. Um, I actually, I think I'll. I think all three of us at some point talking about, like, I mean, I know Silverstein, I felt like they should have been in that, you know what I mean? I felt like, you know, um, I what, was AFI in it. No, no in it. They AFI they weren't in was it. Not in it. Um, no, I don't think so. Um, like, I, there was a couple other that 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 weren't in it. I'm like, wait, well, why aren't these guys in this, you know, in this list? And I think that, you know, for me, that's that's that kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of a sign of, of how broad people's tastes were within the small, this small, this small genre had so many different styles and tastes within it that, that like you could easily, you know what I mean? like you can easily get, kind of get caught, um, you know, on one side or the other, because it did have a hard side. It did have a softer side. It did have a kind of whiny side. It did have kind of a crying side. It did have, you know what I mean? Like a, a super screamo, like let's get into the pit side. When you did have people like, Hey, let's hug trees, you know what I mean? And be nice to each other's side. So um, I, I'm, it's, it's just weird to, to you know to hear other people's opinions about it all. Um, I'll ask you one more question, Rob, before we get to Tina. Um, I'm gonna ask you about uh, the Alkaline Trio. Um, as far as you, your reason I mean you get, kind of gave your reason behind behind kind of, you know behind picking this particular song but I mean like where were they where actually where are they in terms of like your introduction into you know into the O emo slash scheme uh, scene, I should say like were they like one of the first ones you heard one of the you know like one of the, the last ones you heard before like all right time to go to a new one or you know like where where were they you know where were they at as far as that all it goes
11: i feel like they came around like the middle of it all yeah um because i feel like this song was i think that song that album was out 07 i believe so right. it was still around that middle period i feel like you know and like i said fuse tv was like the biggest like biggest outlet for a lot of that yeah, genre yeah. and stuff. You know, like they played everything from MCR to Fallout, to Panic, to like Under Oath, like you name it, Maylene the Sons of Disaster, stuff like that, it's just, they were they were the channel to watch. And I remember just, they would have their power blocks of certain stuff.
6: And mm-hmm. this song was
11: like in their top 10, almost like their, their TRL, I guess you could say version of it. And this song right. was consistently in that top 10 and just, it grew on me. And then I think they came out with Mercy Me, which was on JP's list. And that was another big song also that I really enjoyed from them. But like, to me, Time to Waste was one that just really stood out. Just everything from front to back with that song. Just, you know, just like I said, they were definitely more of the middle ground
0: kind of towards the end, but
11: more, I would say, that middle ground. I'm
0: with that. All right, Tina, pulling up the rear. time. You could have squatted, Tina.
9: I know. I should have just kept you guys in the back while I was squatting. You could have <laughs> um, So my mix of music is, like, a lot of, like, pop, poppy stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's a lot of poppy stuff with some hard stuff. Like, From Autumn to Ashes, short stories, with tragic endings. I mm-hmm. don't know if any of you guys have listened to that, but apparently I like the nine-plus-minute songs because I got two of them in my list. But uh, I love that song, aside for like the minute and a half intro that's in it. They could have done without the first minute and a half. But I just love it. And I always loved it just because it it took you on like a whole storyline with Mm -hmm. just the soft feels. And then it just got hard as fuck. So it took you on a ride with like being like super emotional into it to getting kind of angry with like the hardcore stuff. But that was just like it was one of those songs that I just always listened to, and I kept it on repeat just because it never got old because it was so long. Sure. But I mean, I just I love that song. And then Constantine, something corporate, something corporate just always had like a piece in my heart just because right. it kind of just took you through um, a feel a feels bus. Right. So. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody has ever listened to something corporate and not heard Constantine. So, like, we we had a whole spiel about that. Like, they finished mm-hmm. their with that song and never wanted to get off stage. But um, yeah, I, that's another one of the songs that I just always listened to when I was going through like my emotional feels best phase. I, I'm pretty sure I was like early in high school when that song mm-hmm. came out.
4: It's crazy. But, because,
9: I, don't, I don't even feel like I'm like one of the young ones in this group, I'm 33 years old, but that, that song's just like so old, I feel. I mean,
0: that's, that song is about as long as a movie, Constantine. So like, yeah, dude, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting, For real. You, you started yeah. listening to it in sixth grade and you finally finished it like when you were a freshman in high school, you are good. Yeah, like, basically. Yeah, i mean, it basically in 2001 song? and ended in 2002.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Basically. But um another one of the songs that I really freaking listened to that I always, always, always kept on repeat and I'll never forget going to the Poison the Well show and how mm-hmm. hyped the crowd would get anytime they'd play nerdy. Oh. So it was just, it was just one of those headbanger songs that everybody could freaking sing along right. to. <laughs> and I mean, I don't think I don't think Poison the Well ever did a show without playing that song and it was always like one of the last songs like they would they would finish out with one of those songs oh, yeah. or with that song so um yeah that, that one just always took me back because whenever I would go to like the hard shows
4: mm-hmm.
9: and Poison the, like the, they were always at all the festivals too it's just yeah. I always just remember the crowd going freaking nuts for that song so when I was going through my emo phase that's just one of the songs that just stuck out to me when I was like, all right, we're going to put a music list together. And you said no acoustic. I'm like, all right, I'm throwing Poison the Well in there. Nerd is going in there. (laughs) And then um, I had to throw the Atreyu in there because The Curse was just the freaking go-to album for everybody. That
0: that album is GOAT, dude. Mm -hmm.
9: Yeah, dude. There was like three or four of us that had songs from that album in there. Mm -hmm. So. If you look at all the lyrics of all the songs that I make, <clears throat> they're all like relationshipy, going into relationships, getting out of them, getting over breakups. but I guess that was just always the vibe that I went through with my entire music list with my emo stuff. but I mean, I guess that's like how all the emo songs are anyway. Yeah but uh, yeah. Um, I don't know if anyone ever listened to Sugar Colt or if any of you guys. Have-
7: uh, <laughs> I, think I think I did. I- I think I... Didn't. No, no, I didn't.
0: I yeah, think... Okay. I Honestly, I, it may have been you on the list of the only ones that listen to sugar <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like the name. So I was like, I'm good. I'm good. All I'm I remember, remember
3: is the name. I don't remember, <laughs> yeah,
0: Alan, I, remember Alan, Alan, I feel like Alan actually listened to him. He just doesn't want to be. Did you listen to <laughs> No, no, no. I,
1: don't, I know the name, but I can't... could not <laughs> pick out a song.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I remember... Well, I mean, I don't think they ever got, like, super big. I just Were they West Coast? Yeah, they're super West Coast. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. But I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing them on like one of the super tiny mini stages at Warp Tour. They did, they didn't even have like a main stage. It was like you went through like the merch grassy area to buy your merch at Warp Tour, and then they were just like on a small little little like side stage under like a tent. Yeah. And I remember like. Just rocking my ass off and they I would always wind up going to see them. because I, I would they would do they would do warp tour in like LA and then they would do one in like Ventura County, which is like an hour away. And I remember talking to them at the LA show and then seeing them like the following weekend at the Ventura show and they remembered me. So I wound yeah, up they, like
0: they had the ten thirty slot. The ten thirty AM slot. Yeah, it was pretty <laughs> They had
9: it. it. But I remember just always going to see them. And I used to just talk to them all the time through my space. And it got to the point whenever they wound up having shows out like the LA area, they would just mail me tickets. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know, maybe that's why I have like a strong connection to their, to their music, just because I, I I didn't know them on like a personal level, but it was just kind of cool being involved with like, yo, I I knew this like Warped Tour (laughs) brand and they used to send me tickets and I'd go hang out with them. And I felt like one of the cool kids when I would go there. And they knew what my name was, so
0: um, you're being groomed. It sounds like yeah.
9: Another crowd, so (laughs) they just (laughs) sent (laughs) me (laughs) tickets, so they weren't playing (laughs) in front of an empty.
0: Hey, little middle school, high school girl, you want to come to our show? We're grown men. Here's some (laughs) (laughs) tickets.
2: Playing
7: on those small stages were rough, man. So my my old band played uh the Dallas uh Fort Worth Date uh warp tour uh, two thousand nine and it was like the it was a small stage and everyone Ernie Ball stage Yeah.
6: The, 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 the small,
7: yeah. <laughs> and everyone had to share a back line. So like all the amps, like were like all there like the drum set too so like our drummer like I, I was in a like a like a death metal band back then and our drummer has like a massively extensive kit and he had to like make do with like a little like you know five piece little like whatever <laughs> <laughs> like a thousand
0: uh, back like a little drummer boy <laughs>
7: <laughs> it, no it was it was a nightmare it was funny okay y'all y'all,
0: y'all right by the funnel cakes
7: that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're about to shave ice, bodies, dude. <laughs> you want ice? You want to shave nice? Okay, do this. All right, guys. Next time we got up, let me get that comb Let me get a bite. All right, okay. I <laughs> keep, keep going, Tina. Sorry. Um,
9: swing life away. That that rise again song.
4: I'm with it.
9: I have the like. I just have this emotional connection with that song because I remember I started dating this guy back like way before Joey existed, and um, <laughs> we, we dated for like eight or nine months. And I remember uh, this is gonna sound so cheesy, but we wound up breaking up because his, his mom said that I wasn't Persian enough to be 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 involved with the family. But we yeah. had, both- <laughs> yeah, not, not racist but um, I remember we had tickets to go see rise against and we were so cordial because we used to do CrossFit together. So I used to always be around him anyway. And then um, I wound up going to the show with him and we went as a group. So it wouldn't be weird, Mm
4: -hmm.
9: but I never got over that guy. And then when we went to that show, I remember when that song started playing, he held my hand and I was just like, all right, it's gonna wind up working. It's gonna wind up working. But it didn't wind up working. But I just, I love that song because it kind of took me back to my feels moment of um, being at that show. And I was like, maybe relationships can work. Maybe music can bring people back together. But it wound up not working, but I mean, it was it was sad. But I mean, I'm still cool with the guy now. I'm like, I'm friends with him, But um, but yeah.
3: Ellis about to lose it.
9: Uh, (laughs)
4: Oh my god! (laughs)
3: Everybody know. On a serious note, though, like everybody knows every word of that song. I feel like, (laughs)
6: yeah,
3: (laughs) it's a fun sing along song.
9: If you took my list and like looked up all the lyrics, I you could tell this list came about when I was in like my breakup love phase. And, um, because every song on my list is basically like yellow card miles apart. Like yeah, long
0: I, 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 I'm literally, I'm staring at miles apart right now. I'm like, I can't wait to hear the story behind that.
9: <laughs> I, mean, no I, don't I, have, sorry. I mean, I, I dated a guy that lived like a little bit over an hour away from me, but <laughs> it was crazy. For, like, <laughs> I was young, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a song that I just always used to listen to on the drive over there because I was like, all right, it's going to be like a, it's not like a long distance because it's like an hour away. That's not long distance. It's not like a different state or anything. But to me at the time, it felt like long distance. That's and um, this was just a song that I always used to listen to when I would drive out to go see him.
3: It's and in it was Southern like, California. was like a mile
4: away. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, That's
0: I'm what I'm um, saying, yeah. So uh, Full hour. in
3: LS talking about driving six hours every other day. <laughs> and
0: Tina's like, well. I spent in traffic for two hours. <laughs>
9: Dude, LA. Traffic. Right. But, um... But, yeah, that was just a song that I always used to listen to when I would, whenever I would drive out to go see him. And it was cool, though, because I got to drive, like, along the coast
4: to go mm-hmm. from
9: Los Angeles. So it was, like, full-blown, like, yellow card vibes.
4: Oh, my like,
9: gosh. Like, roll the windows down, open up your sunroof, let the si- sun shine down, and you just blast Ocean Avenue. Driving along the coast. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, Yellowcard was just like another one of those like boppy, like fun, poppy relationship vibey type of band. But Probably
0: um, would be you so hard if I pulled next to you at a stoplight. Like, like, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> wow. <It's not>
9: you exactly <laughs> Come on. That's so awesome.
0: Fun. Like I, Yellowcard, Yellowcard like, Yellow was one of those bands that like you liked them, but you didn't want a lot of people to know that you liked them. You know yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, am I lying right now? Like, uh. like, like, bro, you know who's dope? Yellow Card. Don't tell anybody I said that, but they're, they're fired. You know I mean? <laughs> Looking back on it now, I can completely. Oh, dude, I was, I was all about Yellow Card, but, but at the time, yeah. like, nah, bro, I'm probably gonna listen to AFR, probably you know, Thursday, you know, not too big. What about Yellow Card? I don't even know why that's on my playlist. I don't even know why that's on my CD. Who burned that on? Me? <laughs> yeah, so man, like
9: mixtape for you.
0: Yeah, man. Um, let me see. I, I do want to know. Let me see. Where is it at? Where is it at? Where is it at? Obviously, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is, everything is just relationships. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll talk about. I am you that my entire playlist. Let's, let's, let's talk about Bleed Massacre. We'll talk about Trey, you Bleed Massacre. Okay. Um.
7: Mascara.
11: Mascara. Oh, Mascara. Mascara. Oh, no, no,
0: no. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to make it. I guess I'm trying to make it something better than what it was. It is busy mascara. Um. So let's. oh God, that's even worse. Um. <laughs> it, um. So, <laughs> the first time you heard this particular song, what was your frame of mind? I need to know this. I mean, clearly it had to do with some, with, with some boy, but oh, was it at song did.
9: every uh, song? Did. Um. I don't know. I, I feel like when I was a freaking like teenager or in my early 20s, I was freaking in and out of relationships <laughs> so frequently. I was like the loser kid and and just always wanted to be in some sort of relationship. But uh the lyrics to that song are just like like what the fuck do you think love means is like one of the lyrics on the song. And it's just like I, I can't explain it. It's just vibes of going in and out of relationships.
4: Mm-hmm.
9: But I mean i It's also I feel heavy, like- so Huh?
7: It's also heavy, so that's that's yeah. so
11: too. Hell yeah. That <laughs> intro <laughs> riff that <laughs> just banger.
9: <laughs> yeah. I mean I feel <laughs> like it's wrong because, because it's a banger and it's like getting out of relationships and it's like if you're not the one that ended it, you're freaking angry. So you're just listening to like love. Emotional attachment, like angry songs, and this song just was a bop for me back then.
0: It was a bop. <laughs>
9: it was a bop.
0: You get <laughs> you dumped a lot back in the day, or did I
9: what?
0: Uh, did, did you, yeah, dude, I was, you
2: I
9: was, I was like a loser kid who tried to get into relationships, and they wound up never working. But. That's why yellow card miles apart. Got to do the long distance thing. You don't do that often. You hope it works.
0: Oh my god, bro! Like you it's, it's like no, you I'm... look
7: to songs for advice in your own life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. What, what do I do? Tell me,
4: yellow card. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: do yeah. I do? Like, that's okay, it's over with. I'll make my decision. Yeah. Mike, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Like I I'm gonna make hopefully um hopefully I like, can edit it to where people can really like pay attention. Like I'm watching Alan, his reactions to a lot of this stuff, dude, is like classic. Like, like I don't know if you guys watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like she looks like <laughs> saying <to> me like <laughs> <laughs>
9: Hey, Alan, are those reactions like relatable reactions? Like you're
1: like my my list is like the I I went through and minor, you know, like half are like my relationships and half, like I said, are other people's relationships and shit. But I looked, I remember I was going down the list, I'm like, wow. Every the exact same thing where I'm like, every single song is oh wow. Should I swap something just to feel better now?
9: <laughs> <laughs> like songs, <laughs> and then you gotta like. I, what I need to do after after this is over is just take my entire list of songs and just make a little chart with the lyrics of all the songs and everything <laughs> is like. I hope she fucking dies. Uh, what do I do? With, like, look how pretty she is when she falls down, and like i hope you talk and it's like it's all like
0: oh dude
9: it's all like breakup love relationships <laughs> advice these
0: types of songs that's like, my life if you, look, if you look at the list i mean if, like i don't know if if you're fortunate enough like if, to have any of your playlists from like back in the day you know, i still have a lot of my old cds and old mix mixes that i made and you like realize like where you were at at that point in your life you know what i mean like dog i was I was on some other shit back then. You know what I mean? Or like, was I really that depressed? Or like, yeah, yeah I, really that. I mean, here's the thing: like, at that point, you really lean on music so heavily. You know what I mean? Like, you really lean on it to determine your mood. You know, because I mean? like, you don't really know. Let's be 100. Like, if you need music as much as I mean, I feel like we needed music at that particular point in time. You do not know who you are. You're still yeah, trying you're to figure out who down. you are. And so a lot of those answers you feel like you're going to find from some person that in your head you perceive as, yo, they are all seeing all knowing, not having a damn clue that this fool may be a, a few years younger than me or a few years older than me. You know what I mean? Like like this dude is trying to figure out his himself, you know what I mean, like what he's singing about. I uh I, I just I kind of know it's like it, it's not necessarily an overwhelming theme, but like a theme with a lot of our, our playlists are just, you know, we were all at, you know, we were all at at some point in our lives, going through something, and it that doesn't necessarily mean that we we're going through something bad, but we were looking for something. Like you could And at,
9: I feel like that's exactly what the vibe of "Swing Life Away" is. Because yeah. if you sit there and like read the lyrics of "Swing Life Away," like there's a there's a piece in that song where you could relate it to like any sort of life lesson.
4: Yeah. That's
9: so right? that that's exactly how "Swing Life Away" is. It's I feel like you could. It's just a relatable song to. Whatever you're emotionally feeling in that moment, you could take a piece of that song and be like, "I get it. This is this is this is it. Like it's just it's relatable that way." So right. I, I'm gonna tell all you guys, like, I, you guys all probably know the song "Swing Life Away," but right. if you pull up the lyrics to that song and just read them, like, you'll you'll get some sort of life lesson out of that song.
0: <laughs> Rise Against. You. Yet again, one more like lesson. Now, I, I don't, dude. I honestly, man, like I am, I'm super stoked because, like, one, I mean, I'm probably gonna do this. Hell it's gonna have to be like probably a two or three parter, which is cool because it's gonna give people content that they can listen to. Uh, but two, more importantly, man, I, I feel like you know, I mean, us putting together this list, man. I mean, I feel like we covered almost any and all, you know, you know, avenues of of. The whole emo screamo era, um, and it's weird because like when you talk about it, it's like you it, it's weird saying it like out loud. But like well, as we're talking about, it, everything is in past tense. You know what I mean? So like it, it you know, I, I I was like low key, kind of getting sad. Like that's like kind of like you know, like Rocky talking about the shows that he went to. Look, like, you know, Apollo talking about like oh, uh, you know, like a lot of this, like gave gave me influence for me to get started. Which is which is it's it's cool because I mean, obviously he's still going. I mean, and he as a musician has evolved, and and you know he's. Obviously, doing like bigger and better things, you know what I mean. And, and Josh, as he actually caught the tail end of the I'm like, "That's dope that you even had a chance to catch the very end of an era." You know what I mean, and Tina, like all the you know all the shit that you went through with the relationships and all that stuff, like all the stuff we're talking about. I mean, even you know, like dude, Jordan, Jordan had one of the dopest lists, you know what I mean. And it's like I'm going back and I'm looking through all this, like dude, like yeah, like you know, like this is something he identified with. This is something that you know he did. not But everything we're talking about at this point. It's literally been, you know, it's past tense, you know, I like, you know, and, you know, Alan pointed out something like, you know, real cool in terms of like, you know, you know, stuff that he was dealing with and his buddies were dealing with, you know what I mean? And, you know, like everything that we're talking about is past tense, you know me I mean? Alyssa talking about, you know, like, you know, she was, you know, I guess on one side of the tracks, you know, but in order to get to the other side of tracks, like the only way you're going to get to the other side of tracks with new friends and not knowing who you are and trying to figure out who you are is through music. Everything we're talking about is just. Super past tense, Um, and you know, like the 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 era and the the genre came, it did its thing and it died. You know, I mean, and I think that's why a lot of us like keep holding on to it. Um, you know, you get, you know, if you're if you're lucky enough to go to a, you know, uh, to a concert where you know house music ends up being, you know, one of these emo songs. You know what I mean? Like, you'll notice if if you haven't by now. Like, if you go to any uh, modern show now. They they'll play, you know, um, I'm trying to think of what's amazing they, they play every time. They'll they'll play like, I don't know, uh Make for Damn Sure. Um or Make Damn Sure they they'll play that. I mean, and everyone sings to the top of their lungs when they hear it. Um, you know, they'll they they put a lot of these, you know, I think I've heard Yellow Card played a couple times. Um but a lot of times, you know, that's kind of how you know, kind of keying back in, like emo was our introduction to the new music. Like you know, the harder music, the 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 harder riffs, like the the heavier sound. Because now you know, you know, obviously we're gonna probably end up making a list of, of the heavy shit. Um A lot of those same lyrics, a lot of that same angst, a lot of that same anger. You know what I'm saying? Is manifests itself into some of the heaviest, most dark, dankest music that you know that you can you can find nowadays. Um, And I feel like a lot of it's just a lot of those emo kids either grew up or the impact of the people that, that are making the music nowadays. And I mean, so while the art form is, you know, it's, it's kind of dead. It kind of lives on through a lot of these, these other bands um, that have, you know, um, you know, that, that, that have managed to, you know, make newer music and and you know, um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just weird. Like, you know, like I said, we've all, you know, told our stories and, and, you know, while we pick the songs we pick, but everything's always been, it's always past tense, man. So I, I don't know, man. I, um, like I said, I mean, I thank you guys more than you know. One thing you'll ever know. Like, I really appreciate everyone, you know, kind of sharing, you know, why they they chose what they chose. Um, I'm definitely gonna make sure I get this out to the people because I mean, if nothing else, they'll be able to listen to it um, and, and and really just kind of hear, like, you know, there's there's a lot of passion. Obviously, and there's a lot of history in, in everyone's, you know, reasons, reasonings behind um, putting the songs up. Um, I got one last question for everybody. I mean, you go know, whatever. I'll just go down the line. I'll I'll, I'll start with Alan. <laughs> The question is the final question what does present day allen say to emo allen
1: oh wow um that it uh everything was uh absolutely uh something to build on and absolutely worth uh like it's just a foundation for okay just the relate- you know the relationships. You went through and like the friendships you made like through the music and things like that like just you know don't shy away from them keep uh like staying in contact with people and just uh it's always going to be something that you can look back on uh as a positive just kind of as you get that life experience where you're always going to be able to go all right no like at the time it's all right wow this is this is shit but then, <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: you know, you, you move on. You're like, oh, well. Of some some days are worse than those days, and some days are better than those days. <laughs> and It kind of just helps you, kind of ride that out. It just kind of almost almost helps you get reach like an equilibrium, of your emotions in life. I'm with that,
0: that's dope. That's dope. Jordan, what does present day Jordan tell emo Jordan? As far as the song that's gonna get emo Jordan through everything, what's the one song that you would tell emo Jordan to listen to? It's gonna get him through everything. Oh man, I thought I was getting the same question. Brother. <laughs> I'm
11: not trying to think of the answer. I'm
0: gonna say uh,
3: yeah.
8: We got the perfect answer. Nope.
3: Girls' jeans belong on girls. <laughs> <laughs> that's
6: good all. That's um, good
3: all. The one. He took my answer. <laughs> the the one song. <laughs> oh boy
0: the first thing to do a lot oh man the one song
3: man i don't know i think it i think it's got to be the the stuff that isn't so emotional it it would be my answer now like um like the, the those that that second thrice album I think anything on that is is timeless for me. I think that's what I'm going with. See you in the shallows.
2: Woo! Listen,
3: I'm diving, bro.
0: I'm diving, man.
3: Anything that that gives you some respite from it, from those feelings.
0: I feel you. I feel you on that one. All right, how about this? Ooh, this is me, good one. What would emo Rocky <laughs> say to emo Alyssa back in the day? Boom. That's what? What, what would emo Rocky say to emo Alyssa back in the day? Shit, I don't even know. Damn.
10: Chill on the eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
11: It's weird because I was like, I feel like I wasn't too emo. Like I listened to a lot of emo, Mm -hmm. but I was still hanging out more with my metalhead friends. Right.
2: You know what I mean? So I wasn't technically,
11: I didn't really like have the the swooped hair. I had long hair, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And maybe like the chin strap beard or something. So I was like, definitely had more of a metal look than the emo look. So that's, that's kind of tough to say. Like, oh man, like. So, want to go to a show? Heard this cool band. Want to go check them
0: out? Like, <laughs> yo, this is band called Curse. If you want to try them out, what's up? What's good? <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. All right, one with it, we're with it. All right, Paulo, this is gonna be fun. I'm excited about oh, this. Oh
7: God. All right.
0: <laughs> nah, this is this is uh, this is not bad. Okay, so if, ooh, this is I'm about this one. If President Day <laughs> Paulo met. Go to the restaurant for this Apollo. one. <laughs> what, song, what song would you guys play together? What song would you pick for you guys to play together? Oh, mm-hmm.
7: shit. That would have to be...
0: Um,
2: it would have
7: to be 94 Hours by As Azalei. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, that, they're still, there's still a band that I look up to now, and I actually got the pleasure of, like, touring with them and making, like, friends with them. Like, I can text any one of them now, and it's insane to me. Because if you told that to, like... 15-year-old Paulo, they'd be like, no fucking way, dude. <laughs> like a band that I would, like, you know, revere in such, like, a great, like, spot. Like, you would say that I get to play with them for, like, three weeks. Like, no way. And then make friends with them. That's insane. So, definitely 94 hours by azalea
11: Enjoy LaCroix with them. <laughs>
7: Boy, dude, pinkies <laughs> up, bro. <all> <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so I, I, I'm, just, I'm literally just spitting these things off off the dome. Um, if it's, it's so weird. Cause like, it's not, you're like, you know, you're not so far removed from being emo, Josh, uh, as presently Josh. That's just, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not what being funny. What would Josh yesterday say to Josh today? Now, um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no. You shouldn't have ate that bird burrito. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> All right. My question to you, Josh, is this dude. Um, if you could go back, this is this is how. If you could go back, like let's say we went right back to being emo Josh, right? You're emo Josh right now, and you're having to deal with your parents. You know, what I'm saying whether deciding whether or not, like, I do I want to go to church or I not want to go to church. Do you think emo Josh could have coexisted with going to church, Josh, or do you think they were they always had to be separate?
8: I feel like they definitely could have coexisted. I just feel like when I. When that, when that emo Josh dove into that, he wanted to dive in like, this is all I'm going to do. This is all I'm going to be. There's, Zero no, yeah, there's no if, ands, and but about it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it full go. But looking back on it now, I definitely think they could have coexisted. Like, I could have been like, okay, I could have been emo Josh Monday through Saturday. And then Sunday, <laughs> I could have been the Josh my parents wanted, I guess. But
4: I mean, yeah,
8: I, I mean, I guess I could just talk that up to being young and just wanting to be like, wanted to show everybody that I was with that lifestyle and not okay, you see me
0: khaki pants. I missed the last part, but I think we was- oh, no.
4: I heard khaki pants.
0: I heard khaki pants. Uh-huh.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, shoot. My church fit was... <laughs> 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 okay, won, with the Air Force Ones, tried to go to church dressed in the emo. What? He like emo out. Emo, you know, emo out with church slacks on. Like, Air got Force a, got a, he got a he got a pre-piece on with some Air Force Ones. Like, okay, cool. Okay, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> um, hit I'm, me. Okay, Tina. All right, so here's the here's the weird thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like Kimotina Tina and present day Tina are two separate people completely. Um, obviously you have a lot more stability emotionally. I would like to say, I would like to think, um, but what, what would be one?
9: Trick, I have a wild Joey in the house, what but I said, which is crazy to think you're talking about like stability and sanity or whatever, which is crazy. Cause I got a wild Joey in the house now.
0: Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> you mean, he's just walking around wild. Um, but I will ask you this, because I, I, I do, I do uh, want to know this. Um, so as far as, oh, man, I'm, I really want to know what this is. So what would you say, oh, man, this is going to be dope. Sad, like, what would present-day Tina say to Emo Tina when Emo Tina found out that she wasn't person enough to be in the family?
9: It don't matter. Because I, I will never, ever, ever challenge for anybody. And I had that same mentality before, but like at that time I tried to do what I could to fit in and Mm -hmm. be like, all right, I got to do what I can to make this work. But then when I like took in the fact that like, all right, it's not going to work. I remember Mm -hmm. specifically like trying to go to sleep at night and remembering like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why would I want to try and change myself to try and be with someone whose family didn't like me? You know? So it's like, I mean, I feel like that relationship and every relationship that I ever was in kind of taught me like what I do want and what I do. not
6: Right.
9: So it's like that not working was kind of just like instilling the fact that like, don't ever change for anybody. And I still am the same way now. Like I'll never change what I do or who I am for anybody. Like I always stand my ground and I'll put my foot down. So it's like, I guess that could wind up being, uh, going towards like relationships or just core life values anyway. Just like don't change for anybody with like relationships and stuff too. It's like, all right, if it didn't wind up working out, Whoever I am right now, at some point I'll find someone that I'm compatible with.
4: Right.
9: That who I am will wind up meshing with who they are and it'll wind up working out in the long run. I
4: think
9: that's why I feel it. That's why I feel like me and Joey like do so well together because it's like, yeah, I'm stubborn, but I'm like, I'm logically stubborn. So
4: it's what (laughs)
9: For me, my my point that I'm trying to make is like, like I'll stand my ground regardless. Yeah, without
4: without a a doubt.
9: Yeah, so it's like, I mean, the ending of that relationship, which was the swing life away thing, and that relationship kind of ending because he was very close with his family, and they were very traditional Persians. And I'm not a very traditional Persian by any means considering... I freaking lift weights and like, I I coach people or whatever. I I should be a doctor or a lawyer. Or yeah,
4: I'm okay, yeah.
9: <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, we want to talk stereotypes, but yeah, it's just like that. Tina would be like, don't change for anybody.
0: I feel you. That's what's up, dude. You guys, yeah. for real, for real. Thank you for braving this. Dude, it's like been over three hours. Um. And honestly, Holy shit. word every freaking minute, man. Like each one of you guys, like you know, you you shared you shared your life, like literally, you you opened up your you know you opened up your 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 door and you shared your life with me for a little bit, man. Um, and I mean, I'll be honest with you, I can tell you straight up, like you know, man to woman, man to man, that like legit, every one of these songs on this list, they're gonna mean something different to me because of the experience that I just had. So I I want to tell you guys, thank you for oh, that. Yeah. Appreciate it.
4: Yeah. Um,
0: sure. Dude, I. I, honestly this is this is it ends up being dope content i mean I, I think we were we we're gonna have this conversation with or without like recording this stuff man but I'm glad that we had an opportunity to uh to do so uh so people understand why these songs were picked um i you know what I'm saying like like I said for you guys that' are they're, they're trying to get on it next Tuesday you know what i mean we're gonna be doing the uh the hardcore list um that's gonna get me, that's gonna get nasty so um this may be <laughs> as, as mild as it gets man. But uh, to each one of you, I like Lisa, Rocky. Thank you, guys. Alan, thank you. Jordan, thank you. Paulo, thank you. Freaking Josh, thank you. Tina, thank you. Of course, shout out to, to Christine and to JB for for coming in and blessing us with their uh, with their list, man. Um, like I said, dude, I, I I am super super blown away by like you guys responding and you know you guys want to be a part of this, man, and and hopefully the people will be able to they'll be able to to not only see but hear you know I mean the passion. Um, that each one of you guys have uh, for music and, and for this particular genre. Um, but yeah, man, everyone have a great night. I'll uh, I'll be in contact with each one of you, letting you guys know what's this make,
9: bad make this playlist public, and wherever you wind up posting it, you should link it so that other people can listen to the song, Oh, too. it's already going
0: to be, it's already public, shouty. I'm ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you think I'm a rookie? My I didn't know if it was
9: like a private add to link or if it was public.
0: Nah, man. Like once we once this is in, it's locked in, and it's it's gonna be, you know, I mean, it's not. People can uh can, can subscribe, not subscribe to, it, but people can like to key into it, but they won't be able to interact with it. Like it's locked. Once we're yeah. done, it's locked. You know what I mean, like that's it. That sounds like hey, speak now, forever hold your peace. This is it. This is what it is. So, guys, I really really appreciate it. I let everybody get to bed, um, and all that stuff. You East Coasters, thank you guys for braving it a little bit. Uh. A little bit later than, than I, I, I expected. It is what it is. We did this because of Tina. Just remember that. It, when you're yawning tomorrow, it's because of Tina that we did this. So. But yeah, man, I appreciate you guys, man. And I'll talk to you guys soon. You guys have a great night. Bye.
4: See
0: ya. What's up, guys? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Corner of the Circle for watching the YouTubes and listening to all the different podcasts and all that good stuff. Uh, want to let you guys know, also do some coaching. Um, you can go to ellismcclain.com, and it will uh, lead you right to where you need to go as far as filling out an inquiry and all that good stuff. And also, uh, if you want you know, apparel needs and all that good stuff, we got swag. ellismcclain.com. Again, thank you so very much for everything you guys are doing for us, man, and and helping us grow and all the good stuff. Uh, Like I said, stay tuned. We got more stuff coming. More episodes coming. More content coming. Either way, a lot of stuff's coming. Thank you guys very, very much.